As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Dragon's Greed Gaming. I am your host, Lord Borak, the Great Unclean One, and you are joining us for another adventure and another episode of Gallows Geiss, our Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition actual play series. And making up the geists around the digital table are my good friends, Tyler, Brian, and Matt. How's it going, fellas? Looking forward to getting back doing... into it after our little break. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah. everyone. We didn't. That's all right. We took a took a little week off. That's okay. It's always good to refresh, get some work done on the campaign and things. So, but we are back, and alas, we left. Uh, the geists were in quite the predicament, as um, you had discovered back in Stromdorf that the Burgomeister Adler. Uh, actually seem to have had uh, some sort of dealings, I guess, with the necromancer uh, who you had previously fought. It turns out the necklace that he was using to house his soul and that had resurrected the body of Madriga Brenner uh, had been given to her um, by Adler, who you guys discovered was having an affair with her. So you guys had discovered that the Burgomeister had taken a amulet a necklace off of the necromancer when his house had been raided when they learned what he was up to and it had turned out he had basically transferred his soul into that necklace and when adler had put that necklace on madriga's uh, dead body breaking into the cemetery to do so into the, the garden of more she had come back to life kind of possessed by the necromancer 
And uh, so there's some implications there as to what's to be done with him uh, kind of having dabbled in inadvertently with necromancy to some degree. But before anything could be done with that, a farmer by the name of Ackerland had shown up uh, pleading with the Burgomeister and with Captain Kaiser that there were still uh, thieves, uh, rustlers, uh, taking their livestock. And it had been going on now for almost two weeks. And so Lavolpe was uh, quick to offer your guys assistance. And uh, Captain Kaiser seemed to really want your guys' help as well and offered you uh, a reward to see what was going on and catch these thieves. You made your way to the Ackerland farm, uh, passing an old set of ruins on a, on a hill that he claims to have seen strange lights from a few nights before and had kind of indicated the weather had been getting worse since he had seen those lights ar around the ruins. But uh, you'd made your way to the Ackerland farm where you met his family. They made you a, a nice meal, and you guys discovered um, these strange kind of spore-like vegetable husks and a weird smell that you realized was somehow putting uh, the farmers and their farmhands to sleep, allowing these thieves to make off with livestock every night. And you set up a, a ambush the following evening to try to catch the thieves in the act. And lo and behold, you did. Followed them back to their camp, which is a, turned out to be another uh, farmstead, uh, which you found out um, was an, another far, uh, family farm in the area. And when day broke, you realized that these thieves were night goblins in their pointy black hoods and their green skin and wicked, uh, wicked broken weapons, uh, giving them away. It seems they've turned this farmstead into their little base of operations. And uh, you also saw the what you learned were called squigs, these strange red bouncing creatures they seem to be using almost as like hunting hounds. So you made your way back to the farm, informed Ackerland of what was going on, hoped to get some reinforcements from him, but he was kind of loath to send any of his family out to fight, you know, these these goblins. So you guys returned the uh, in during the next day, got some rest, and made a plan to try to uh, try to break in and see if you could deal with them. And ultimately, you found a whole bunch of them making their uh, their sleeping quarters in the big barn. Uh, on the farmstead and uh, uh, being led by La Volpe and his stealthiness, you guys were able to sneak into the barn and set it ablaze uh, with most of the goblins still inside. And uh, La Volpe, when you opened the doors, you could tell there were dozens and dozens of goblins in there. So you're hoping that uh, you've dealt with a significant portion of them. And while a few of them did manage to break out either by jumping off the, the second story window or through the, the ground window, all the ones that did escape thus far, you guys have taken out. And um, I think you may have taken out, you've taken out one or two of the, the groups in the, uh, the watchtowers, which are now alerted as uh, once the fire went up, it seems the entire farmstead is kind of coming alive. And you know that there is uh, at least two other squig patrols outside the walls. Uh, you dealt with three of the squigs inside. So that was helpful. One of them was currently trying to bounce over the, uh, the wall, uh, Northern wall. The other one, you're not sure where they're at. You guys have made your way across the courtyard towards where the guard towers are. And as this has happened, you heard all sorts of commotion coming from the actual uh, farmhouse itself. And 
only Firth has seen this, but a large roar and a shattering of the wooden door uh, stumbling out into the yard was a large ogre-sized creature with bluish-gray skin and large wicked claws and huge, huge kind of bat-like ears, um, a bit like the goblins, you know, but not as narrow and pointy. And uh, a, a sheer, you know, shiver of fear kind of runs through you, Firth, as you've never quite seen anything like this. Um, all of you hear, uh, you hear that scream or that that roar, uh, and basically you kind of have together made your way towards the the center of the the courtyard here and the goblins in the towers have been uh trying to pepper you guys with shots from their bows that's been pretty un uh unsuccessful thus far and uh that is pretty much where we are in the middle of the fight uh so we'll pick up right there so Firth, you're at the top of the order here, and your character was easily able to hear and now see this creature stumble out from the farmhouse into the yard. And you can see a goblin or two behind it kind of prodding it forward with, you know, wicked looking uh, spears and like little pitchfork sticks, uh, obviously kind of goading it to, to move around. And you can tell this creature seems to be having a hard time understanding what it seems to be doing or what it <laughs> should be doing. Uh, but uh, it doesn't, you know, you know, it could easily swat down these goblins, but for whatever reason, it seems to kind of follow their commands more or less and they try to point it in your direction and it turns its head and sees you and you see a big black tongue kind of loll over its lips uh, as it starts to uh, obviously salivate and lumber towards you and so we will start things there so the combat is very much still in swing um, the barn at this point is visibly on fire from the outside. Uh, a few other goblins have tried to jump out from the, uh, the second story or even through the window that you guys came through, but you're pretty sure that most of the goblins, uh, have either, you know, passed out from smoke inhalation or have been caught and trapped in the fire and probably aren't going to make it out. So, um, the good news is that you've probably dealt with a lot of them. Uh, the bad news is that now there is a barn uh, uncontrollably on fire, and it it's starting to spread to the palisade walls on either side of it. Uh, and again, there are a couple goblins up here in the watchtowers that have been peppering you with their bows, mm -hmm. but um, nothing you know, nothing spectacular yet. Remind me, did, did we peek at the... There's a smithy behind me. No, you guys basically kept running with Kessler uh, because he had he had shouted some orders with the leadership skill to give you guys advantage. And so to, to make use of that, I know at least Mort and uh, LaVolpe had followed him so they didn't lose that. And I know LaVolpe was taking shots with his crossbow. Um, I think at this point, unless I'm incorrect, I believe Matthias was the only one to take any damage at this point. I uh, I did. I'm, I'm not at full health. I'm injured okay. or something. I got All right. Pull up my character sheet. Remind myself. I know. I know he got hit by a bow, but I, I know it was it was minor at that. So, um, and he did. I think either him or or Lavolpe took out a uh, a goblin in the guard tower with one of their ranged weapons. So it was it was him. Um. So Firth, you yeah. are first in the initiative order. What would you like to do? Um. 
How many, how many little goblin dudes are around him? Just a handful? There are two currently uh, kind of prodding him into... into... Okay. Hmm. I'll put them here on the map for you. Yeah, no worries. Um, you do hear, still hear some commotion coming from the farmhouse as well. It sounds like someone is shouting orders at these goblins. I'm gonna, I'm gonna retreat, kind of down towards the, uh, um, the smithy, and see if I can't scrounge something in there real quick, like something better than a boat hook. Okay. Um, do me a favor and give me a, you're need so the, the creature obviously causes fear. Uh, um, so I need you to make cool. a cool test, please. It is fear. Um, it's fear two. So you need to get at least two levels of success over an extended test. Or how about I have fumbling fail with an 88? Welcome back, Brian. Minus four. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and burn a, burn, <laughs> right off the bat. I'm going to burn one of my, uh, was okay. Yep. Oh, it off the bang already. Wow. 97. Five degrees of failure, huh? Hmm. F that. All right. Well, I've burned a fortune already today. Okay. So, um, Did, was I, was I saying something earlier about having statistically <laughs> like ridiculous, uh, yeah, okay. That's bad. Yeah, it is. So uh, while you are suffering from fear, you are at minus 10 to all tests to that affect the source of your fear. Okay. So if you try to interact with this thing in any way. Um, and you cannot get closer to it unless you pass a cool test. Um, and if it approaches you, you have to make a cool test. Otherwise, you suffer from the broken condition. So... Uh, you can keep testing, uh, but you need to get two successes uh, overall before you can confront this thing. All right. But you may still do whatever you're going to do. So you want to check the smithy? Yeah, I want to re- kind of retreat back behind me into the smithy and just see if there's like, yeah, okay. a, a better weapon, basically. Give me a perception test once you throw open the doors. At minus 10. Uh, no, because that you're not interacting with the, the creature. Oh, so it's, okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Only one. He's involved. Oh, there you go. Success by three. Okay. So um, you do notice, um, you know, obviously a couple different items strung up on the wall and it looks more like uh, a smithy that is obviously meant for a farm. Uh, obviously you see a lot of horseshoes and farming yeah. equipment and things like that. It's not like a real armory with like actual real weapons and things like that. Um, you do, however, see a, uh, a spear, uh, on the wall, like an actual spear, and not the oh, best yeah. condition, but that is there. And you also catch a uh, a glimpse of something moving, and it looks like uh, it darts into the next room, and it looks smaller than even one of the night goblins. Huh. It darts into like the Smith's quarters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you with like kind of an audible, like uh, like a little shriek of of panic or being being afraid. Non-human. Uh, not. Tell. It's. I mean, as human at least as the goblins, hard to tell. Um. Yeah, three degrees success. Yeah, it's definitely definitely human. 
Okay, I'm going to grab the spear and chase the source of the sound. Okay, so you can go ahead and move into the smithy. Uh, so you have a spear. Let me just uh, give you the stats on that really quick. Yeah. Now, this, the spear is a pole arm. So if you do not have the melee pole arm skill, uh, you'll have uh, issues trying to use it. Um, basically, you can't get its uh, its benefits. Um, uh, however, yeah. it does give you reach, which is helpful. And otherwise, the damage is the same as the hand weapon. It's strength bonus plus four. Okay. But if you ever learn the polearm skill, uh, it does have the impale quality, which is one of the best abilities in the game, in my opinion. Good to know. But you do have reach as well, which uh, we haven't really played with that much. That really hasn't come up, but uh, reach is a a bonus you get when you're fighting someone with a a shorter reach weapon that gives you a a benefit. So if you decide to use it, uh, I would imagine you still get that anyway. And and if not, uh, I mean, how hard can it be to use a sharp stick, right? (laughs) Right. All right, so uh, the squigs are up next, and... This squig finally bounces over the wall and makes his way into the courtyard. And you guys see him come bounding around the corner as he's finally managed to leap over the top. Uh, Next, the goblins continue their shots at you. uh, And Lavolpe, I'm sorry, not Lavolpe, Mort, go ahead and give me uh, a dodge test if you'd like. As one okay. of the shots is going to get close to hitting you. Dodge. Here we go. Pass by three. Okay. And you see another shot. Uh, looks like it might hit Matthias, uh, but he is able to avoid it as well. You do see one of the goblins in the northern tower. Uh, he got a critical fumble and his bowstring snaps. And you see he like throws the, the bow in disgust and anger. Uh, looks like he goes rummaging for another weapon. And then we are up to Matthias. So uh, Matthias keeps leading the two of you. He's going to make another leadership test here. And he passes by one and once again kind of tries to rally you guys together. And he leads you guys this way where there's less goblins to try to take this tower. And as he does, he'll. Uh, you see he's reloading one of his pistols. Um, so one of you can get uh, plus 10% on a, a test next turn, or your next action, as long as it's basically to try to deal with these goblins. So whichever you'd like to do that. And it'll be to Mort at that point. I'd say go ahead and take it, uh, yeah, since you're yeah. up next. I guess I'll use the 10% and see if I can pick off one of these goblins in the tower here, preferably the one with a still-functioning bow. Okay, go ahead. Uh, never had to play this game. <laughs> Amazing what a, a two-week break will do. Uh, oh. Spell does Attaboy. not go off. Attaboy, Mark. Get yep. the dust off the... So I try to shoot my little magical bolt. Nothing happens. Staff is broken or something. Ew. And then I will uh, follow along with Matthias. Okay. Uh, Lavolpe, you are next. Um, I believe I had reloaded, or no, I had shot 
last round, so I need to try and reload uh, again. Um, okay. So I'll do that first. See if I can uh, reload. Uh, and I am not able to reload. Fail by okay. two. All right. So it'll take a it'll take a full turn. So you spend this turn reloading. Can't shoot. Um, you can uh, still move if you'd like. Uh, I will. Uh, yeah, I'll move up with the group if I can get over here. Okay. All right. Uh, so, Firth, we're back up to you. Uh, just an FYI, the way weapon length works is if you're fighting someone who has a weapon longer uh, than yours, uh, the person with the shorter weapon gets minus 10 to hit in combat. Oh, good. All right. And there's there's rules to get past that, but that's the main thing you need to remember. So. Minus 10. Yep. Just remind me if you're using the spear. So I every give that every little bit helps. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so what do you do? Uh, you see the squig kind of bounce past the door, and uh, it looks like he does not notice that you went in there, and if, if he tracked your smell, it looks like he's too concerned with uh, the rest of the group that's running through the courtyard. Do I, do I, can I see the other, like, Newt or whatever it is that's one. Give give me another perception test at um, plus. Did you say Newt? Yeah, I did. Uh, I'm, I'm mixing my metaphors a little bit. Yeah, succeed by one plus twenty. Oh well, I succeed by three then. Okay. Um, yes, uh, and it's funny that you should say Newt because you do indeed see a small young human girl uh, hiding in the corner, trying to hide herself between the bed uh, for the smith. And like his little nightstand, you know, trying to use like one of the the sheets from the bed to cover herself, but uh, she's not doing a very good job. How are we doing uh, in terms of fire? Like, is it approaching the smithy? Is she going to be safe in there if I if I leave her there for a bit? Um, I mean, it, it's only just started to spread to the wall, so it'd probably be a while before it gets to that set of buildings. Okay, so she's probably she's probably better off there right now. So I, I kind of shout for her to like. Stay put, that I will be back, and don't like respond to anybody but me, my voice, or whatever. You know, that we're basically trying to comfort her and encourage her and let her know that we're going to be back to, to help out. I hope you don't go down this fight. Give me a charm test, please. <sighs> charm. Laid it on thick. Char- not charm animal, just charm. Let's see how, how Firth is with children. <laughs> Mr. Mud. Oh, he's oh, terrifying yeah. and 98. They get a covered in blood. You have one of those spears. Yeah. <laughs> she can't understand you. She just hears you like, rawr, 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 rawr. Yeah. She I think, I think like she attacks you. Like, yeah. Oh my god. Do you do anything else? I mean, you really haven't. Yeah. Uh, so I would like to, I would like to maybe dive out and like get a surprise attack, a surprise on that squig if I could. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I it's know. it's distracted. Go ahead. Um, it's do I, am I am I at a negative ten for the? Uh... No, it's only for interacting with uh, the creature. But you can make your okay. your fear test again as well. Okay, let me do that first. That's that's the cool. Oh, come on. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not doing it. Okay, so you're still scared of the the creature. 
and then you may make your attack against the square. Oh, I still get to. Okay. Yeah, because it's only that. Yeah, the the cool test is like a free uh, action. I'm just gonna roll my basic basic melee there. So. Okay, and then uh, hold on. Let me see. He is surprised. Uh, so you get up an, an advantage uh, oh. for him being surprised. That's ten. Yep. Oh, still fail it. Ew. Goodbye. Well, hold, remember, it is a opposed uh, test. Oh, no, it wouldn't be opposed because he's surprised, so he doesn't get a yeah. defense roll. Um, unfortunately, you do you do fail. Yeah. Don't hit him. Uh, so, yeah, you guys see Firth charge out of the smithy with this newly acquired spear, and he tries to, to gut this thing, but he is unsuccessful. And the squig turns, okay. and uh, you have his attention now, and his large jaws snap at you. Uh, go ahead and give me an opposed weapon skill test, please. He passes by by one, basically. So I still have this, but I don't have the vanishing marks. So I failed. Oh, oh my goodness! Okay, now that is that is a critical fail because you rolled doubles. Yeah. So I need you to roll me another d100 to see what happens on your critical fumble. Uh, come on. Nine. There's a nine. Yeah, good. Okay. Um, you catch a point of your anatomy, lose one wound, ignoring toughness bonus or armor points. Yeah, so right. you take a point of damage. So in your attempt to try to fight this thing, uh, you are surprised at how ferocious it is when it strikes back. Yeah. And with this unfamiliar weapon in your hand, uh, you basically kind of lose your grip. And as you pull the spear back, you pull the, the spear tip through your other hand and basically cut your palm. Uh, open, and it does score a hit on you. Uh, luckily, it was only by one, so it's going to be a total of uh, nine damage. Oh, I've, I lost some of my... What did I lose? Oh, I'm sorry, that is to your right leg. Uh, I don't have any armor on my right leg. Uh, so I just mitigated by my toughness, right? Mm-hmm. So by three, so I take six damage. Yeah, I got three left. All right. You guys see the squig chomp down and lay its fangs into Firth's leg and just tear a huge chunk of flesh away. The goblins attempt to get the creature moving forward and um, He's going to go on their turn, so I'm not going to give him a separate initiative here. Uh, And does he act? What does he have to do here? So you see the the two goblins over here, Firth. I know you're kind of distracted, but they are trying to goad this thing forward, and it's just kind of like aimlessly like stumbling around the yard. It doesn't really seem too interested to uh, get into the fight. And it seems really confused as to what is going on. Good. Um, Good you're not point. sure if it's scared of the fire or just lazy or doesn't want any part of this, but uh, that is what you see happening over there. And the rest of the goblins open fire once more. And at this point, those guys have a really tough shot. Um, all right. Uh, Lavolpe, you'll need another dodge. Kessler dodges this time as well. It's mostly the guys back here that are hitting you. The guys up here are really panicked, and their shots go completely wide. 
Uh, I pass by one degree. Okay. Uh, yeah, when none of the shots connect and the ones that look like they're about to connect don't, you see especially the goblins up here uh, are looking really, really terrified. Kessler has finished reloading his pistol, and he begins climbing the uh, the ladder, and you see one of the goblins kind of reaches over the you know the the barricade to shoot at him and Kessler lets out a shot with the pistol and just strikes the goblin right in the chest when he looks over the edge and you see this goblin just disappears back into the tower <laughs> and Kessler makes his way up to the top of the ladder Mort well, I'll follow suit and Kessler's charge at the tower and okay. I'll start charging at the tower as well when I uh, breach the, the edge when I start seeing him I'll take a shot as well. Hopefully you will have a uh, better success this time. Try to blast one of these goblins. Uh, there we go. So that'll be a success. Uh, so that's then going to be... Uh, uh, does it matter that you rolled that spell? Does it doesn't matter. Isn't it sorry, dart? What? Yeah, you, dart. It says magic flame. I don't know if that's a different spell or if it matters. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I clicked the wrong one. Um, it's the same, same test. Okay. How much damage? And where'd you I hit think it? It's going to be eight damage to the left arm. Eight damage, huh? Okay. So you hit him, and uh, it strikes him. It's the guy that does not have his bow, and he. You see a look of panic uh, when he realizes that there's an elf in front of him. Oh, and, and, and as I cast a spell, I'd be sure I, I shout out very loudly some elvish incantation, you know, in their general direction. Oh yeah, they're scared. Lavolpe. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess I can say I could try and climb, but I don't know how well I'm going to be able to do that with my leg. Um, so I mean, it would, you'd basically move at like half speed. So I mean, it's up to you what you want to do. Yeah, I'll try and get up there too. Um, and, uh, if I can try and stab one of the remaining gobos. It, it'll take it. your full turn to get up the ladder, especially cause you got the leg and with Matthias and, uh, Mort already at the top, kind of blocking the way. So you're, you're like up the, climbing up the ladder right now. That works for me. All right. Firth, uh, another fear test for the, uh, the troll. Yeah. Success by one. Okay, so you got to get one more before you overcome your fear. Yeah. And yes, what do you do about the squig? Doing some deep breathing exercises. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to do about the squig. Uh, I guess I'm going to jab it again. Um, that's all I can do, really. I'm stuck. Okay. That or run back into the smithy. So yeah, I'll just I'll just jab it again with that spear. Try try to get some distance between us a little bit. See if that. Can't, you know, help things. I'm going to fortune that again. I'm going to burn all my fortune. Man, right off the bat here. Yep, it doesn't even matter. Um, Ugh. it... Yeah, it's still, it's still got a little... It has a negative, uh, negative one. Yeah, I failed by one, so... Oh, well, you're the attacker, so you would win on a... On a tie. Oh, okay. So you score. You don't have any success levels for damage, but you still score a hit. So that's, uh, let's see, four plus 
three, right? The strength bonus is. Yep, that's three. So seven damage. Okay. Uh, I mean, you strike it, and it it definitely like hurts it and wounds it, but uh, it looks like this thing is far from from done. And at that, it will attack, and uh, it has negative two. Oh, I got to do a thing. Am I at an advantage now for doing all right? No. You are, because you just you just hit it, so you have a, a advantage. That doesn't matter. <laughs> I felt my two. Ugh, come on, Farth. Sorry, is, that with, is that with the advantage? Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. Well, he hits you, but again, there are no uh, there are no success levels here. So, Firth, unfortunately, that is going to be eight points of damage <laughs> to your. I'm down. Body. Oh, uh, hold on. I do get to mitigate that a little bit. No, it's not going to be enough, though. Um. Yeah, I turn that into four, but that's enough to drop me. Does it drop you to negatives? Negative one. Uh, yeah, negative one. Okay. So when you hit negatives, that's when you have to roll on the critical damage table. Yep. So let me get my chart here. All right, a dangerous predicament for Firth. Now keep in <laughs> mind, you're, you're considered at zero health. Uh, at this point, and if you get hit again, you obviously start taking negative. Anytime, anytime you take damage and it drops you to negative, that's what causes a critical wound. Um, but you don't keep counting negative damage. You're just always considered at zero. Right. And let me just... Uh, Shoot, we gotta get... Yeah, I mean, at this point, you guys don't even realize, you know, that, that Firth wasn't behind you as you guys have been busy uh, getting up there. Mess of everything here, and that was a body, correct? It was. All right, roll me a d100, please. Oh, just, so just any any skill, basically. And uh, I believe this is at negative twenty because you're not in super critical. Let me double check that. So it would have been a seventeen. Um, I don't know what that turns into. Well, the lowest you can get is uh. Is a one. I guess so. So that's a one technique. Yeah, I believe if you are, um, if it's an it's if it's negative wounds under your toughness uh, bonus, it's minus twenty. Yeah. So it brought you to one negative wound or negative one wounds, and your toughness bonus is what three. Uh. Toughness bonus is three. Yeah. Okay. So since it's it's less than three, it's less than negative three. You right. subtract twenty. Yeah, with a minimum result of zero. Okay. So let's see what that is. Won't be too bad. Uh, Tis but a scratch. So you take an extra wound, which doesn't matter right now because you're at zero, and you gain one bleeding condition. All right. And. Bleeding is you lose one wound at the end of every round per bleeding condition, ignoring all modifiers. Can be removed with a heal test. Um, okay, so yeah. 
Firth, you collapse to the ground as this thing chomps through your chest, and you collapse in a bloody heap. Yeah. So you are prone, and uh, while you are prone, all you can really do is try to crawl away. Uh, and that was the squig's turn. So the goblins, looks like the troll is still wandering about, unsure what to do. The fire has spread to the walls at this point of the palisade. And the one goblin in the tower with you guys takes a shot, but it is a panicked shot that just goes veering past the three of you. And the other one that you struck with your spell, Mort, Mm -hmm. uh, much like many of the other goblins, decides to take his chances leaping over the edge of the tower, uh, especially when he sees the elf. And uh, it does not end well for him as he splats. Uh, and you hear a loud thud outside the gates when he hits the ground. <laughs> and Matthias charges forward, blade drawn. And the goblin actually basically ducks out of the way as Matthias oversteps his swing. Uh, and that'll lead us to Mort. Uh, okay. Uh, can I take a shot at one of the goblins in the far tower? Yes. All right. Let's see if I can pick one of them off. Wow. Definitely not. Uh, so fail does not spell does not go off. So I'll okay. just kind of like take cover behind the, uh, the the tower walls in preparation for their barrage of arrows. Okay. Uh, Mort. I'm sorry, not Mort. Uh, Lavolpe. Give me a perception test at plus forty. Pass by five. You realize Firth is not with you guys. I do. You can uh, hear the sounds of him fighting somewhere in the courtyard. I start making my way back down and try and see if I can, um, you know, I don't know how far I can get if I was far up the ladder, but. You can, yeah, you probably get right there to around the, around the corner. So you kind of got the cart there for cover if you want it. But you, you poke around yeah. the corner and you see as Firth is fighting a squig and he strikes it. And then the squig basically just tackles him to the ground and you see Firth collapses and stops moving. And the squig Whoa. is kind of like bouncing on top of him. <laughs> Bastard little ball sack. Uh, yeah, I'm going to... Gonna try and fire at it uh, with my crossbow. Okay, well, luckily your odds of hitting Firth are really low because he's uh, prone. So I'm like actually in the dirt. Right <laughs> uh, I do not make it. However, I fail by two. Did you want to use a fortune point? Uh, I, I kind of do. I want to hit it, but my. My chances of hitting thing with the with the cross. Uh, it's up to you. Totally up to you. Friggin' low. No, I just I. I'm... Okay. Uh the bolt goes flying somewhere in the distance, perhaps thudding into the uh, the burning barn, and you see a couple smoking goblin bodies, you know, outside the barn uh, that are clearly not moving and did not escape. Uh, but the squig does notice when the bolt goes soaring past it, and uh, if nothing else, you've kept it from devouring Firth, uh, and it turns and snarls and starts bounding towards you. Well, that did something. Okay. <laughs> Firth. Thank you. 
you feel the squig bounce off of you and go stomping into the distance. Um, so I'm going to crawl uh, into that smitty. Okay. If I can. Uh, yeah, you could probably make it there. Can I like, close the door? Is there a door to close? Can yes. Close However, um, you are prone. Uh, you can crawl at half your movement pace. You suffer minus 20 to any tests involving movement of any kind. Opponents that try to strike you in melee get plus 20 to hit. Um, and you are bleeding. So, oh, couple, right. so I'm, I'm back to negative one then. Couple, couple things happen here. So first of all, take your fear test for the troll, because you can still do that. Yeah, all right. At least, yeah. You can be brave while you die. Well, there you go. Super brave. Uh, all right. I'm, so, like, I can't be, I'm too tired to be afraid of this yeah. freaking troll right now. You're like, well, at least the, the troll's not eating me, right? So mm-hmm. there's that. Um, now, a couple things are going to happen here. Uh, the bleeding is going to cause a wound, which will obviously take you to negative, which yeah. would make you take another critical wound. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can spend a point of resolve, if yes. you'd like, and that will... Uh, remove one condition so you can get rid of um, you can get rid of the bleeding condition. Yeah, for sure. Let me just make sure that's how that works. Yeah. That sounds worth it. Yeah, because you can also spend it to gain um, ignore all modifiers from all cri- oh, from all critical wounds for one round. Or you can remove a condition, which in this point, since you only have a condition, that's the best thing to do. So, yeah, uh, yeah it turns out the, the wounds were not as deep as you thought. You are not bleeding to death, and you are able to drag yourself into the smithy. That's all you can do this turn, though. Yeah. Uh, however, um, if you are not healed within a number of rounds equal to your toughness bonus, you will become unconscious from being at zero wounds. Right. So you have uh, you have two more until you go unconscious. Do you have any more healing potions? No, I think I used I think I used mine when I got floored by the uh, the uh, undead dude, the necromancer. All right. Well, the squig who has clearly seen Lavolpe, and uh, the squig bounces and bounds and is going to charge you, Lavolpe. So he comes jumping over the cart at you. Go ahead and give me an opposed melee, please. He has two levels of success. Uh, I get two levels of success. Okay, well, he is the attacker, so he will win. Man, this guy keeps breaking even with you guys. Would you like to fortune point that? Yeah, I don't want to get eaten by this son of a bitch. Uh, much better. I get three levels of success. All right, it pays off. So it chomps down, and uh, perhaps you manage to uh, get the crossbow in the way uh, and kind of kind of block its teeth, or maybe uh, it hits, it bites down on one of the handles of the cart that you dive behind, and uh, you know prepare to switch to another weapon. The goblins are still unable to get the troll moving, and you hear more very angry shouting coming from the yard, a very high-pitched, annoyed voice that is clearly trying to get the goblins uh, to work. Uh, The one in the tower strikes back at Matthias, 
and completely whiffs. And the ones on the tower start shooting. Uh, looks like they're mostly shooting at you, uh, Mort. And one of the four shots is in danger of hitting you. So I can try to dodge that, right? Yes. And you can have... Uh, well, I gave, I already gave him a penalty because of the cover, so... So I, I fail by one because of the advantage, but yeah, um, I guess I'll, I'll get hit by it then. Okay, well, he did not have um, any advantage or any bonuses from that because he barely hit you because of the cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you are going to take... That is a short bow. Uh, six damage to the left arm? Right arm. Okay. Okay. All right. Matthias fighting the goblin and scores a big hit right across the goblin's chest and he looks very hurt. Mort, what do you do? If I were to shoot at the squig, would I be at risk of also hurting the Volpe? Um, I think we determined that or, magic doesn't really have that. that. That's right. Okay. So let's try to do something about the squig. The squig's been causing a lot of problems. Yeah, because we decided, I mean, I know we determined that you can't dodge magic, right? So Right. Yeah. Oh, I hit the squig for uh, nine damage to the head. Nine? Okay, well, it doesn't really have... I mean, I guess it has some hit locations. It doesn't have arms. It's the whole thing's like a head, right? (laughs) Head and legs, basically. Um, Nine damage, huh? Yeah. Boom, headshot. You do not kill it. However, uh, Lavolpe, as this thing's getting ready to pounce at you again, you you see the familiar uh, aura of the magical energy that Mort wields and it strikes this thing and like physically like knocks it back a foot or two. And as the smoke clears, this thing is all singed and burnt and it, uh, it yelps and begins to like turn tail and run away. Uh, Uh, so you may attack Uh, Mort. Are you going to move it all or just stay back there? Basically just take cover again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can I try and stab this? Bastard before uh, it runs away. Yes, absolutely. Good. All right, I passed by one degree. Um, it passed by less than one, so you have scored a hit. Very good. Um, with oh damn, I haven't looked at my. Been using the crossbow for so long. I forgot what I do here. Uh, so I do seven damage plus the one, so eight. Okay, that is enough to finish it off. And much yeah. like the other, it makes a strange popping noise like a balloon when you kill it. <laughs> and squig guts go everywhere, mostly on you. Yeah. Uh, you may move, if you'd like. You did uh, see Firth I, crawl into the smithy. You were able to see yeah, him. Yeah, I'm going to try and uh, find him. I'm going to try and move towards the smithy. You can get about halfway, about right here. Okay. Sounds All right. good. Firth, you hear the familiar pop of one of the squigs exploding. You're hoping it's the one that attacked you. What do you do? Oh, Firth. Did you bleed out already? <laughs> <laughs> Firth, respond. He might maybe say he's on Can you hear me? 
Yes. Okay. Sorry. I was trying to use that mute button. Uh, and it was working. Kind of blown up in my face. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do much. Basically, just be like, help. Help. Do you crawl any further in, or do you try to do anything else? Um, I, I try and crawl so I'm not just like laying in the door to be seen. Kind of off to the side, you know, sure. just like kind of at a right angle to the door. So, okay. Uh, yeah, not a problem. Okay. All right. Uh, Squigs, the last one has not found its way in. And the goblins attempt their feeble efforts to hit you guys. And that is a lot of 80s. And uh, Mort. It is a good thing you are in cover because three of those four shots basically embed right into the piece of wood that you're hiding behind. And one after another, thud, 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 you see the air, their black arrowheads poking through the, the wood like inches from your face that you're covering behind. Um, the other one goes flying over the gatehouse. And were it not for the cover, you probably would have been a pincushion there. Uh, the one fighting uh, Matthias, Matthias actually scores a critical on his uh, defensive role, and you see uh, Matthias is very clearly the superior combatant here. This thing swings wildly with its little like crooked sword that it has, and Matthias basically trips this thing and then drives his blade uh, through its back and like into the floor, and it just dies right there on the floor between the two of you. Yeah. Uh, he then moves and takes cover next to you uh, and kind of starts to assess the situation and uh, basically says, did you see where Lavolpe went? He, he went around the corner. I think he shot something about Firth. Uh, he takes a peek over to see, you know, another arrow flies past and he ducks back down and starts to reload his, his other pistol. Um, and he says, uh, we need to regroup. We can't get split up like this. I nod. And it's your turn at this point. Okay, well, um, I'll, I'll take a shot at one of these uh, goblins at the far tower. I have some advantage this time, so that should certainly help. There we go. Uh, that's going to be uh, 13 damage to the body, to one of them. Boom. Is it enough? Is it enough for the one shot? Uh, it's a goblin. How tough could they be? Well... It is. Uh, you see one goblin who, you know, looks very angry that you're hiding behind that cover, and he's, like, kind of sticking his tongue out at you, and you just blast him with a, a shot of magic, and he collapses behind the uh, the wall of the tower. Nice. Um, and then, per Matthias' instructions, I'll uh, leap down from the top of the tower and try to pick where to this corner. Okay. Yeah, you can get the uh, same thing, get to about the cart, and you can see La Volpe making his way back towards, you know, this area. Okay, and I'll kind of duck behind the cart if I can, then, you know, between the sure. cart and the other tower. Yes, cover. you do see uh, as you fry that goblin, um, one of the goblins, or two of the goblins' nerves seem to finally break, seeing all their friends die, and they start to scamper over the edge. They don't jump out, they climb down, so you're pretty sure that they make it, but two of them hightail it out of there leaving the last one uh, who looks around like, where did my buddies go? And it looks like he's deciding whether or not he's brave enough to stay and fight. Cause he thought he had backup, but when he looks back behind him, he realizes he is alone. Nice. 
Lavolpe. Uh, yeah, I'm going to continue and, you know, I'm going to call out for Firth and try and get into the doorway here or however far I can get. And uh, Yeah, you can follow it. the blood trail because he was bleeding. So you do see the blood oh, trail going okay. in there. Um, and when you do, you finally can see the lumbering form of the troll in the yard. And it looks like right now it's actually picked up like a patch of flowers and is looking at the flower in a very confused fashion while the two goblins are screaming at it. One of them is like literally stabbing him like in the butt with his spear and the troll doesn't seem to notice. And the other goblin is like grabbed the troll's arm, like by his big giant hand and is trying to drag him forward. And the troll seems to have no, like completely oblivious to what's going on. Uh, yeah, that's good. I will, again, I'll try not to draw attention to myself so they continue uh, not harassing us with the troll. But, um, uh, you know, if I can't locate um, Firth immediately, I'll start calling out. No, you can find him. by the So you can get into the smithy, follow the blood trail, and then if you don't see him, you know, he, he can still talk. So you can see that he's collapsed and, and breathing kind of shallow. You know, oh, eyes are kind of droopy. You you look horrible, my friend. Let's get yeah. you out of here, and I'll uh, you know try and pick him up underneath the arms and kind of dead drag. Well, he him. he needs a heel check, otherwise he's gonna pass out because he's heel check. Perfect. Right now. I can do yeah. that. I'm good at that. Um, and I'm also saying Quick, that there, there's a there's a kid there's a kid back there. We gotta save the kid. And... Okay, okay, we save the kid too. Take off your pants. Let me heel check you. <laughs> All right, I do great. I do by two degrees. Okay. Good heal check. Uh, so that's your intelligence bonus plus two wounds back. Oh. Starting my, at zero. My intelligence. No, no, his, because he's doing the heal oh, test. Mine is... Oh, it's three. Lucky you. So you get a total of five, five wounds back. So you're back Ooh, to five. feel good about that. Thank I, you. Now, one thing... Um, uh, which I completely realized we'd been kind of doing wrong. Well, I don't know if we've been doing it wrong, but um, res- resolve points do not refresh in the same way as fortune points do. Yeah. No, um, yes. So yeah, resolve points you have to get through. Like, I basically have to tell you when you get them back. So right. um, oh. if you had been replenishing them every session, do not do that anymore. I realized we were doing that wrong. Um, since overcoming a condition is pretty powerful, you don't just get them back every session. I've never used one yet because I knew they were hard to... I haven't replenished mine. I think this is the first time one of us has used one unless Will used one. No, I I, I resolve a few times. Yeah, I think when you guys were fighting the undead... I used used one once before and then one today. Okay. Yeah, those come back a little bit harder. I mean, they're not as hard as resilience or fate, uh, but they don't come back every session like Fortune does. So, um, just an FYI. Okay, so the two of you are in the smithy. You patch him up. Firth, you are alive and no longer dying. Thank you. Thank you, Fulpe. I think this is the second time you've done this for me. Uh, Sorry. I'm sorry. My pleasure, my friend. I'm sorry you got to get so bad. And Firth, it is your turn as we're back at the top of the order. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to go in the other room and try and get that kid. It looks like she has moved to hiding under the bed, but you can easily find her. I say, uh, you know, like, I'm saying, like, I know you're scared. We're all scared right now, but we got to get out of here. Give me another charm test, please. Charm test. Can I assist uh, uh, to help? Do you have charm? 
I'm pretty sure I do. As long as you have uh, at least one advance uh, skill, you can assist. I, it looks like I do not. Sorry. Then no, you cannot. Well, I'm not charming. Uh, well, this was an opposed test and uh, rolled pretty poorly. So, um, despite that, Firth, despite, you know, obviously your grim appearance, covered in blood, bite marks, scorch marks, and whatever else, uh, that seems to be a better sight than the goblins to this little girl. And, and although she kind of fights and kicks at first, uh, you are able to pull her out from under the bed and basically kind of cradle her and try to get her to calm down. And, you know, at first she, she fights you, but then kind of buries her head in your chest and is starting to sob. Okay. Looks like she's probably about between six to eight. Uh, filthy, you know, covered in, in dirt and grime obviously has not, you know, been yeah. cleaned and very disheveled. So your newt analogy is definitely spot on. <laughs> okay. Uh, minus the doll head. No doll head. <laughs> right, right. But the night goblins mostly come out at night. (laughs) Mostly. mostly. Uh, That leads us back to the squigs are all dead, except the one. Uh, Goblins. All right. It looks like between the two goblins, they finally get the troll in action, and they manage to get him to lumber out into the yard. And... Not sure if they know where you guys are, uh, since you guys were kind of quiet and they've been distracted with that thing. So you can see the troll is kind of looking around and you can hear him sniffing to see if he can find anything else to eat. And at this point, you can hear more voices in the yard. Um, It sounds like more goblins have made their way out. And you hear a very high-pitched goblin voice shout out, I don't care what you need to do. Find them. Find them now. And that leads us to Matthias, who makes his way to where you are, uh, Mort. And when he sees the troll, he basically like grabs you by like the the back of your hood and like kind of pulls you back to hide behind the cart. Um, And you see he reloads his other pistols. They're both loaded. He kind of peers over the cart. There's no way we can fight that thing unless all four of us are together. And even then. And it looks like he's kind of assessing the situation as to what to do. Uh, it's your turn next. Uh, well, upon seeing the massive troll coming around the corner, I'm going to reach into my pocket and grab myself a little healing potion. Um, all right. I have a poultice and also a healing drought. What are the differences between them? Um, I believe the poultice is the one that helps against... It doesn't, like, heal wounds. It helps against, like, disease and stuff, I believe. Okay. Um, but go ahead and give me a fear test now that you can see the troll. Ooh, uh, that's a cool test, test, right? Cool test, yep. I still get my uh, advantage on this, right? That is an excellent question. I mean, I guess we're technically still in combat, so to speak. Yeah, sure. Passed by seven? Damn, you're like, whatever. Troll. I have, I have four go. advantage right now. Look at this motherfucker. Okay, well done. Uh, Matthias looks nervous, but he he definitely is holding it together, uh, being more cautious than anything else. You're not sure if he's ever fought a troll before, but if nothing else, he definitely recognizes the danger this thing probably poses to you guys. Okay, and then Um, then I will uh, pop that potion. Okay, so it's a toughness bonus times two. Okay. 
Yeah, I think he's the only damage he's really taken was from that first bow shot, and with his armor, it didn't do a tremendous amount. I'm so, feeling much better. Yeah, he's he's looking pretty good right now as well. Do you say anything to him as you guys are kind of cowering and deciding what to do? Um, I'll say I, I, I see a trail leading in the smithy. Maybe they're in there. Yeah, but how do we get there? Maybe we can make a distraction. Um, here, uh, I got an idea. And uh, follow my lead, I guess. And I'm going to grab one hand of the cart. I hope he okay. grabs the other, the other hand of the cart. All right. He does that. And, Actually, uh, no, no I'll, I'll tell him, you know, put the squig in the cart. Uh, and the squig <laughs> kind of exploded when it died. Oh, they explode. Oh, never mind. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, for lack of a better term, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, however, uh, just an FYI, the healing pulstice, yeah, it. Um, if you have a healing pulstice, then you, you, you're you not at risk of suffering any minor infections from a critical wound. Okay. So you can get infections with this, so... Uh, but yeah, I mean, he'll he'll get behind the cart with you as well. Uh, of course, right. you, you did the potion, though, so that's your that's your turn, basically. Okay. Uh, Lavolpe, what do you do? You can see the troll uh, has lumbered out. You don't think it sees you guys, but yeah, I'm gonna put my uh, my hand to you know my mouth as to let's let's proceed quietly. Or at, wait, we're we're inside. Is there a back door? Can we? No, it looks like these don't connect yeah, over. There's not. No. How thick are these walls? Um, basically like a, it's like a barn. You know, just wooden wall. Yeah. I, you know, I'd say I don't think we want to be cornered in the in the in the building here. We could obviously hide here, but I think we should try and use what cover we can and kind of sneak out either. You know, a a window or there is there is a window here and a window here oh oh oh. i I if we can there's none on the back wall because that's the you know where the the palisade wall would be so if we can try and sneak out where i'm pinging here i'll go first um so going through the quarters the smith's quarters and basically standing on the bed and, and hopping out the window type thing that's what i would do well, you guys have back-to-back turns right now, so that's that's my choice. What do you think, uh, Brian? Yeah, anything. I mean, yes, we gotta get yeah, just out of here. try and shield the. I guess shield the little girl's eyes so she doesn't see this thing. Because yeah, I still gotta pass a fear test too. Yes, uh, I mean you can um, you can both do that if you haven't already. I have do the fear test. I'll do that now. And then, are you go- are you guys going to leave the smithy this turn? Are you guys going to take cover somewhere, get ready to leave? What what exactly are you doing? I, I'm, as I said, I'm going to try and stealth out this window and make our way back over to where <laughs> the we window. were going. Where the tower is. Okay. Tyler just jumps. Um, I passed the my cool test by one degree. Okay, you need to get two to overcome the fear against the troll. I fail by one. Ah, all right. Okay. Uh, so Brian, you still need one more. Now, Lavolpe, you do you do know that if you jump out that window, there is no cover. I mean, you're basically in an open courtyard. Well, I'll I'll go first and hope it follows me then. Okay. 
towards, uh, and I'm gonna just hoof my way towards uh, where you know where we last were and trying to make it up back up the tower. Okay, are you trying to rush or are you trying to take it slow? Well, I I'm gonna try and be as stealthy as I can to see maybe it doesn't notice me, and if it notices me, I'll I'll start hoofing it. Okay, give me a stealth test. Uh, this will be at minus 30. Ooh. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, well, I'm not going to make this. Uh, I fail only by two. Okay, so you slip out the window, and, I mean, there's barely, like, a shadow for you to hide in, let alone any cover, and as soon as you leave the window, you regret your decision as the troll kind of lets out a... <gasps> kind of noise mm-hmm. and it sees you and starts licking its lips and lumbering towards you and the two goblins are excited that it's finally going in the direction they want and you see them like go go all right oh, well, like, I'm well, gonna... you found a volpe <laughs> the jig is like up guys <laughs> okay uh, yeah i'll just move as far as i can move then uh towards uh you know back where i came from I mean, between getting through the the window, you can probably get to about here. You can't get very, especially considering your leg. Um, Firth, you see him go out the window, and obviously the troll has noticed him. What do you do? Uh, I position myself, kind of, if the window's like uh, in the middle of that room, I presume. I've kind of got my back to the wall, and I'm holding the girl, and kind of, you know, kind of calming her, trying to get her to stay quiet. Um, we are not going out yeah, the window. Okay. All but, right. but basically, we're not, like, standing in the window either. Like, we're trying to... Basically, I've got my back to that wall so that, like, anything that walks by, it wouldn't... If it peeked in the room, wouldn't see us, necessarily. Okay. Uh, well, whatever whatever was fogging the troll's mind seems to have lifted and it uh, it's kind of eagerly starts moving towards you, La Volpe. It's kind of breaking into a run and the goblins uh, are starting to try to keep up with him. Now he doesn't reach you this turn, but he will definitely be on you next round as he is kind of moving into like a, almost like a gorilla, like kind of running on his hands almost, you know? And mm-hmm. that means we are up to Matthias he looks to you, Mort, and he says, if we take out the goblins, it might get distracted again. Okay. And you see he comes from out behind the cart with one of his pistols and takes a shot at one of the, the goblins. And the shot goes wide. Okay. Mort. Um, I'm going to look at Matthias and look at what he has on him. Does he have like a grenade or something on his character? Or something explosive? Just looking, uh, at, just looking him over. No, you. I mean, you don't really know what some of his gear is. Okay. Um, yeah, you, you, you don't know. Okay. Well, my original plan with this cart was to make a distraction, but that's over with now. So what I want to do now is to run the cart and slam it in the troll to try, try to knock it over. That's what I want to do. I was hoping Matthias was going to stick with the cart, but he's doing his own thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> give me an intelligence check at plus forty. Uh, okay. 
Wow. <laughs> uh, I fail. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, if you want to do that, you can. Um, you probably won't be able to get to the troll this turn because you got to get some momentum built up with this cart. Eh, okay. Then I'll I'll just follow Matthias' lead and take a shot at one of the uh, one of the goblins. Then, you know, I, I was hoping to have the two of us. He's he's taking shots, so I'll take shots too. So I'll shoot okay. at this guy right here. I think that was the Chris's very generous way of saying that's not a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Mort Mort still thinks it might work though. So if you want to try it, if he gets closer, there's still a chance. Yeah, I mean, if you share your plan with Matthias, he may assist you. But um, he went first. Look at that. Okay, uh, ten damage to the right arm of uh, the goblin. Okay. Uh, do they get uh, toughness and armor against that? Uh, they get toughness and armor as long as their armor is not from metallic source. Yeah, they just got okay. Uh, that okay. is not enough to kill one, but it does seriously fry one. And I would assume that the the uh, troll and the other goblin are they're next to him. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, they get a little bit of a bit of a chain spark too. Because yeah, when I shoot, I think it's magic. It, uh, it chains now. Um. So. They will take damage work? equal to my willpower bonus, which is five. So both the go- the other goblin and the troll will take five damage as well. And do they way. get their toughness and armor against the chain? Uh, yes. Yes, they do. Okay. So the goblin gets fried a little bit, and you see that when the like the lightning or the, the magic arcs to the troll, almost instantly when it like gets near him, it fizzles out. Oh. <laughs> Okay. That's that good. And that will mean Lavolpe. What do you do? You see your two companions opening fire on the goblins and the troll. Uh, you don't see Firth. You're assuming he's still in the room. And yeah. you're in between the troll and your friends. I'm assuming that uh, yeah, Firth is, is hiding in there and just waiting for them to pass, which is the right move. So I don't regret <laughs> being a Good distraction, at least saving Newt there. So again, uh, thanks, thanks again. I'm going to, um, boy, I'm going to re- try and duck into here, okay, into this, and try and find a way to get back out from there. But at least I can maybe uh, hide or get it off my trail. So okay, uh, I'm assuming you close the door behind you. Yeah. All right. Well, when you're outside, you can see that along this wall here um, is like the opening to the uh, the stalls of each of those okay. stable stalls. So there's a way to you can just hop that wall. Um, and then this is just like another little like a gate right here for each of them that you can open. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, you could plan that on your next round. And Firth, you hear Matthias's uh, pistol go off. And you can, you know, hear the sounds of of the fight ensuing as uh, Mort strikes them with some of his magic. And uh, from where you are, you can probably see Lavolpe duck into the building next to you. Okay. Um, they haven't passed that window though, huh? They're still kind of on the on the far side. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What we're we're gonna sit still for another round. Okay. Um. At this point, you can 
hear the crackle of fire has reached the building mm, okay. and it's starting to spread outside uh, Matai or Morton Matthias. You can see this building is a complete fireball and it is spread to the wall and a little bit of this fence. And you hear that same voice uh, shouting, what have they done to our barn? And Where did we hear that coming from? Over here in the yard. Yeah. And uh, the goblins are up. The troll continues to lumber, and he actually continues to follow Lavolpe. Uh, he seems to ignore you guys, despite the goblins shouting at him and trying to take cover behind him. And the troll begins to hammer at the door that you went into, Lavolpe. Cool. And at first, it's like he just kind of like walks into it, you know, expecting it to open, and it doesn't. Uh, so you hear like a, a, a slight thud, uh, but y- you know it's the troll. Oh, God bless him. At least they're stupid. Matthias takes a shot with his other pistol. This time scores a hit, finishing off the one you had hit before, Mort. Okay. Uh, I guess it would be this guy out here, because the other guy's behind the troll. He's a little harder to hit. So yeah, they like you can see they kind of turn and they're like yelling at the troll, and then he just gets shot right through the the side of the head and just collapses to the ground. And you're up. I'll try to finish off the other goblin. So I'll make my my bolt spell at him as well. Okay. Wipe them all out. Oh, uh, make your fear test too if you still need to make need two two memory need two success levels. I passed it before. Do you have to pass it again? No, no, no. If you if you had more than two, you're good. Or two I did, or more. I did I before. Say. Yeah. Okay. That's right, you had like seven or something stupid. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so I will uh, shoot at the other goblin, try to finish him off. He's going to take uh, eight damage to the right arm. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you, guys, if you didn't take your cool tests, go ahead. Yeah. Take which will then also arc five damage to the troll, which probably won't do anything, but you know. Yeah, there. same thing. It like fizzes out before it even gets near him. And you can tell that uh, there is something unnatural going on here with your mm. magic. Okay. Does uh, the other old. goblin go down from the eight to the arm from the previous injuries? No, Matthias killed. He shot the same one you hit. So right, this, but this other this one took, took five damage from the previous round from the arc of the lightning. Oh, uh, that's right. Uh, no, it's not enough. Not enough okay. yet. But yeah, he's like he's like cleaning the troll, like like breathing heavily. Like he's just yeah, you, you gotta get the door open. We're gonna die out here. <laughs> Uh, did Firth, uh, Matthias, or uh, Firth and Lavolpe, did you guys pass? So Firth, yeah, passed, finally. Passed by two, yeah. Alright. I did not. I failed. Okay. Um, Alright, and uh, as this is going on, you guys finally see the ruckus as a group of goblins comes around the corner. Oh, no. And me... Most importantly, you see this figure. This Mm. goblin that you see, uh, unlike the rest, has all sorts of little trinkets and totems hanging from his robes, little baubles and bones and things like that. Mort, when he steps around the corner, you've been feeling this buildup of energy around you. And when he turns the corner, you can very obviously tell that this guy has some sort of connection with the winds of magic around you. Um, 
I guess not really the winds of magic. It's it's something different, something you've never seen or encountered before. But you can see there's like this nimbus of green energy kind of swirling around him, which only you can see is, is from your magic sight. But it is not one of the eight winds of magic that you can sense from him. Mm. Um, he's got a wicked looking staff with a crude looking moon, like a moon face on the top of it. If I, if I and, recognize my Warhammer symbols correctly, it's the Clan of the Crooked Moon. If I, if I, uh, uh you know, I don't know if it's uh, <laughs> the moon. The moon is used a lot with goblins. I don't okay. know if there's anything particular there. Okay. Um, however, uh, a couple other things that you all notice: the goblins that are with him look a little bit nastier than the ones you guys have been fighting. Um, they're all armed with shields and very wicked-looking scimitars, and they look like they have for lack of a better term, which you would assume is the equivalent of goblin armor. I mean, they're not like fully decked out in plate or anything like that, but they do look a little more well-equipped and a little bit bigger than the goblins you've been fighting. Uh, I believe there are six, there's eight of them. Um, and they obviously are making some sort of little entourage with this guy. And the goblin itself that you see is actually being held aloft by two other goblins and they are straining to carry this massive rock that they're using like a palanquin for him to stand on. And he is shouting orders at them and they are, they're straining to try to bring him around. And you're assuming this is why it's taken him so long to get out here as they are, they are really struggling to carry this thing. And Mort, you instantly recognize not only the rock they're carrying, the large but white the, slab of rock. Yes. Uh, also strapped to his head, crudely tied to him is a smaller piece of the rock uh, right on top of his forehead, basically. And you instantly can recognize two pieces of the stone. Okay. And let me just put... So the yellow one is the caster. And these ones are his bodyguard. Oh, boy. So they come around the corner. This guy is shouting orders. Um, you know, sees that the barn is ablaze and all of his goblins have, are pretty much dead and running away. And uh, he seems furious. And he sees the two of you and you do see a flash of fear in his eyes, Matt, when he locks eyes with you and obviously realizes what you are. Uh, and then you see he shouts something at the, the two goblins who are like ready to rush into to the fight. And they kind of like stop in their tracks a little bit. And you can see that they see you too. And they look way more scared than, than he does. But you can tell they seem more scared of disobeying him than whatever fear they have of you. Uh, so yeah, they come around the corner, basically take stock of the situation on their turn. And the, uh, the troll uh, hammers at the door. And there's a loud thud kind of like that and um <laughs> there's a crack there's a crack and that door's about to come off the hinges Lavolte. um matthias begins reloading his pistols well and i am when, when, I... He, when he when he sees the uh the goblet on the stone he says to you mort well you wanted your chance to fight a caster i think you're about to get it I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> he says, if we, if we kill him, the rest will scatter. Okay. And it's your turn, Mort. Uh, uh, this goblin over here in the tower, when you when you peek back, it looks like he's gone. He okay. probably bailed along with his friends. 
So there's the showdown in the middle of the road. I'm going to try to finish off this uh, this last dude here, the injured goblin by the troll. Okay. You could see, he sees you like powering up your spell. He's like, uh, no, please don't. <laughs> I'm in charge of my laser. I want to die. So, yeah, he's going to take 15 damage. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 no, no, no. Oh, God. Oh, God. You find you melt getting a little out of hand right now. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he like turns to like hold up his hands in like a pleading motion and you hit him so hard with your spell that he goes flying past the window that you're next to Firth. You see this charred uh, smoking goblin body ah, just go flying past you and lands at the feet of the other goblins and that is actually going to make them think twice here. Let's see how they do. Dude, Matt, you like wily coyote him. Like, <laughs> got the little yikes like sign up. So Mort, uh, you see the two goblins nearest to him that he lands by. They actually take a step back, obviously a little frightened. The other ones, not so much. And when they take a step back, you see the, the one on on the stone shouts, well, what are you waiting for? Get him! And uh, he's like, I'll fry your brain worse! And those two still seem a little concerned, but the other six kind of get ready to, to join the fight. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to use my movement to just kind of spread out a little bit. Okay. LaVolpe. Oh boy, yeah. Um, I Obviously, I knew that door wasn't going to last very long, so I'm making my way around and hopefully, um, you know, uh, maybe moving. So the, the door to get out was over here, right? Basically, it's it's like um, it's like a waist high wall. You can just like leap out of the stall. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna get over there. Make make sure the troll goes in before I hop out, so he gets confused and just kind of like you know maybe gets lost in there, or kind of uh, you know just wanders around in there. Okay, uh, I mean as you as you do that, you can see Mort and uh, obviously Matthias, who's basically on the other side of the wall from you, and he's taking cover behind the cart, reloading his pistols. And you guys make eye contact. Do you say anything to him? I'll, um, I'll uh, also, I want to, I'm going to take my cloak and like drape it on something. So it looks like I'm standing in there. At least make <laughs> okay. a stupid troll. So like, yeah, just to try it. and confuse it. Okay. Uh, Give me, um, uh, oh boy, what kind of test would this be? Um, Give me a dexterity check. Ooh, good. Be good at that. How, like, me, how well you can kind of set this thing up to okay. look like a scarecrow, basically. Uh, I passed by one. Okay, so you find, like, one of the pitchforks to, you know, to clean out the one of the stable stalls, and you put it, you know, like, against the corner or something, and then you put your cloak over it, and um, you know, I mean, to you, it's not super convincing, but you're hoping maybe it'll at least distract him. I mean, your cloak's a, a different enough color that it's definitely eye-catching. So Right, that's um, all. I just I distract him in there for a, a minute, you know. Okay. That's... All right. 
Um, I'll tell you what, Lavolpe, it's a clever idea. You can have an advantage for that. Okay, cool. Something we don't do enough. You can actually use other skills during combat to just build up points of advantage. Uh, so if you come up okay. with something clever, and I think that's, considering what you're trying to do, yeah, that makes sense. So you can have a point of advantage for that. Sweet. Firth, you can uh, hear what sounds like a rumble about to go on outside. Yeah, I think now I mean... And you see the trolls ready to basically burst down this door and, and get into that room that uh, yeah. Volpe went into. We're going to we're gonna make... Uh, yeah, we got it. We're going to make our break for us. We're, I'm going to drag the kid out the window, and we're going to try and run. If we can, I don't know how far I can get, but like towards the other side of this well. Well, if you do a run action, you can probably get to where the rest of your teammates are. Okay. Basically, if you run, you're giving up your your action to just move further. So you're basically doing like double move. And I can drag the kid with me. Yeah, I mean she's small enough where you can carry her. Okay. So the only the only tricky part is getting out the window. Um, yeah. But you have plenty of movement. So even if you spend one turn to move out the window, and then your your action to run, you can get to them. So okay, yeah. All right, you guys see Firth clutching a small girl in his arms uh, come running towards you guys, and yeah, you get to them. The troll does not seem to notice you and keeps hammering at the door. Yeah, and like... you hear the goblin chief like screaming like, what are you doing? And it is their turn, so the troll just annihilates the door, LaVolpe. You hear a, an earth-shattering crash as it comes lumbering in and is obviously sniffing and looking around for you, uh, but does not does not find you at first. At this point, uh, the, you know, you hear the shaman mutter something like, gotta do everything myself, and you see that he starts to build up uh, some some magical energy here, Mort, and... It looks like he is channeling right now. Okay, so if he if I see him start casting a spell, I'll try to start, cast a spell. I'll try to dispel it. All right, and the but he's just channeling. So okay, he's channeling, and he gets the goblins basically to get up to about here as they okay. are kind of cautiously, uh, which is it's strange to you. These goblins are almost like moving like as a as a unit or a group. I mean, they're not super lined up like this. They're a little bit more scattered. But for, you know, for his sentency's sake, they're kind of like this. Just kind of gathered around him. And Matthias is going to finish reloading his other pistol. He he moves over to you, Firth, kind of make sure that you're okay. And, uh, you know, nods to you when he sees that you've got the girl. And you can kind of, kind of to all of you, uh, he kind of says, if we take him down, they'll scatter. We can make a stand or we can run. I'm going to look over and say, we make a stand. <laughs> All right, Mort. Only one of our groups are getting away from this today. <laughs> All right. What you got? All right. Well, I think it's time to see if we can make the overcasting rules for spells be a little bit silly here. All right. Okay. So, let's make it a little nutty. So I'm just going to start by targeting this guy with my spell. So I Eight levels of advantage right now. Jesus. So, all right. <laughs> it's good to get nuts. All this right. Awesome. Yeah. So I have ten levels of success. 
So for every two levels of success I have over my casting value, I can choose an additional target. So that means I can shoot five targets right now. So I'm wow. going to hit five targets for 15 damage. Holy fuck. So I'm going to hit the whole front row and the leader goblin. They'll each take 15 damage, and each target hit will also chain five damage to another target within two meters. Whoa. So that's, and, that's a lot of numbers. And this is 15 damage, ignoring any armor gained from a metallic source, which these guys might have. Uh, no, their shields are wooden. The only metal okay. they have are their weapons, really. Okay. Um, they basically got, like, quote-unquote leather. Um, okay. Okay. So the whole front row, 15 damage. Main guy, 15 damage. And anyone adjacent to a target I just hit is going to take 5 damage as well, within 2 meters. So it's a lot of numbers. 15 damage. To the body. All body shots. To the body. Okay. Uh, so... With an unprecedented amount of power, perhaps this is why groups cap advantage, but I think it's amazing, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's exciting. Who cares? Uh, with an unparalleled display of power that you guys did not realize Mort was capable of, uh, he lets out this torrent of lightning and flashing lights and magical energy that just cascades into the front rank of these goblins and you see them getting electrocuted and you know kind of twitching and jerking back and forth and foaming at the mouth as you basically just kind of like force lightning them uh and just unleash all this energy you have built up around you um the front four goblins when the lightning dissipates, all collapse to the ground, smoking and dead. Uh, you see eyes bursting and blood pouring out of noses and ears, and they scream in agony as they die. The caster on top, it looks like, uh, is actually even a more um, impressive death as your energy, when your spell hits the stone that he's standing on mm -hmm. and the stone that is on his head, that seems to amplify your spell even more. And you see at first, it looks like he gets raised off the platform and you see his eyes glowing green as he's trying to channel his own energy. And you hear him shout, I sees Mark and Gawk. They talk to me, lads. They talk to massive explosion goes off as his head erupts in green energy and it looks like a pillar of celestial magic just erupts from the stone that he's standing on and the one strapped to his head and the green energy around him turns blue as your spell just completely engulfs whatever he was about to do and his his shouts of joy and manic glee turn to a shriek of absolute terror and panic and it is cut off by this magical explosion and you see the two goblins underneath him either from the spell or the damage, whatever it may be, get crushed by the rock as they can't hold it up anymore. And he tumbles to the ground face first in a pile of dung and just a smoking corpse. The goblins behind him get shocked by all the aftershocks 
and basically are each taking multiple shocks from the multiple targets that you hit. It is not enough to kill any of them, but you see that when the spell and the lightning finally dissipates, they are all breathing heavily, leaning on their weapons. Uh, You see a sword or two drop out of their hands, and when they see the shaman explode, their nerve is completely broken despite how tough these guys may be compared to the others. And they all turn tail and go running away from you guys. And after doing that, as I'm like cackling with lightning and energy is like erupting on my body. It's like my eyes are glowing with like lightning shooting out of them. I'll just kind of like move forward, like slow, like slow walk towards them with my arms out. <laughs> Be like, this is my power. <laughs> <laughs> And that's when Mort fell to chaos, folks. <laughs> that was awesome. But at least he killed the shaman when he did it. So, and that's yeah, five you've been, more levels of advantage. Uh, six, because you, you pass your test too. So, oh, okay. Remember, you get one yeah. for passing your test and one for every kill. So, okay. Um, yeah. So, the goblins are dead. Uh, we'll just put it that way. <laughs> La Volpe, you can hear the troll, kind of rummaging around in there uh but he doesn't seem to have found you yet and i mean you can see this display there's no way to to miss it and um what do you do well i'm hopping out uh and rejoining the group um here uh and you know i'll tell them like i think i trapped the troll in there um he might be busy for a while he doesn't seem too smart I'll look over my shoulder and say, I got it. What did, I'll say, what did I move? <laughs> uh, so, Mort, if you'd like, you can make one more magic test uh, if you want to cast your spell again and just try to uh, finish these guys off as they run. Okay, with the even more advantage? Yeah, I mean, just make the test. Make sure you don't miscast. Okay. I passed by 20 degrees. <laughs> Versus oh, 205. <laughs> Awesome. Oh man! So I can hit ten targets for twenty-five damage. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, the entire floor of the courtyard just gets enveloped by a spider web of lightning bolts, which just you know it's almost like watching vines like chasing these guys through the ground as they're trying to run away, and eventually the lightning catches up to them and just shocks them and fries them repeatedly until they all fall to the ground smoking and dying. And the only sound at that point that you hear is uh you know a clap of thunder and the uh, the fire as it's crackling and has basically consumed like the back half of the barn. And you can hear the troll kind of rummaging around, but he obviously has no idea what's going on. And at that, Matthias turns to you all. I think we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> and as that last spell goes off, I turn around. I don't look at it. I just walk away slowly. <laughs> Cool guys, don't look at explosions. <laughs> hey, you can't call the rain to get the fire to not burn the rest of this farm down, can you? No, I, I can't control the weather. I didn't. Okay. Not Although with this, with this many degrees of advantage, I don't know what I can do. So, Matthias orders you all to 
basically grab as much of the livestock as you can to lead them out. What about the troll? Matthias hey, I set up a good trap for him. Ma- Matthias gonna... wants is wants you guys to get out like as soon as possible. He does not want to chance it against the troll. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll have to figure something else about the troll. They can. Does anybody here have handle animal or charm animal? I'm sorry, animal care or animal training? Nope. Nah, not me. Okay. So, Matthias, uh, he starts to hitch up a horse to the cart uh, so that you'll have something to sit in uh, La Volpe. And then, basically, he, he wants the rest of you to start, you know, hitching up uh, whatever livestock you can in like, you know, basically with whatever rope or, or harnesses, basically just make like a, a train of, of livestock here to, to bring back to the farm. And uh, Firth, uh, or one of you, he asks to get the gate, you know, get the gate open, and then the other two of you start getting as many livestock together as you yeah. can while he gets the I'll, cart ready. I'll drop the girl on the cart and tell her to sit still and go get the, go get the gate. Okay. All right, um, so Lavolpe and Mort, if you guys are going to uh, grab some critters, if you could guys could please give me intelligence checks. Are we considered out of combat at this point? Yes, right now the troll is busy doing something in there. You're not sure what he's up to, but... Because, I mean, with my ludicrous advantage, I could probably just go in there and one-shot him. <laughs> Technically. If you, you want to go attack him, I mean, Matthias has told you what he wants you to do, but, I mean... You can but do what you want. Ma- that magic, the magic doesn't work on him. It's going to dispel. Oh, yeah. He's resistant to it. With 18 levels of advantage, anything I do is ridiculous right now. I have a plus well, 180 to all my rolls. Uh, Matt? All right. What, yeah. what, what would Mort do? <laughs> what would Mort do? He, he, he's feeling a little power hungry right he's now. He's drunk, drunk with power. He I, I, drunk think, with power. I think that's totally fair based on everything you've said for your ambitions <laughs> and things. Yeah, I think that's... So, if you want to sh- go for it, yeah, go for it. Mort would try to uh, 1v1 the troll as and uh, deal with that situation. <laughs> Okay, well, so you get when you walk to the opening of the door, you can see the troll is over here, kind of looking uh, in this direction. Obviously, he's seen Lavolpe's little thing that he set up, and he doesn't notice you. But uh, if you want to try to uh, to strike him, you can. I would basically pull up the uh, the skull basher and uh, charge him. You're gonna hit him in, in melee. In melee, yeah. Okay. Oh, well, you'll have a surprise, so you get another point of advantage uh, for that. Um, okay. You passed your fear test, right? Um, I can drill it if you want me to, but I, I passed it earlier. No, you only have to do that once. Um, okay. And let me just, because this guy has a lot of rules, so let me just get my bearings here, because he's a, he's a large creature, so there's a bunch of extra okay. special stuff he has. Um, okay, so basically the main thing for you guys you need to worry about, we already worried about fear. The other thing is that he gets, you get plus 10 to hit him because he's bigger than you. Basically, anytime something's larger than you, you get a uh, a bonus to uh, to hit it. Okay. So, uh, I pass by 20 degrees. Uh, <laughs> and I hit him for 26 damage. In his left leg. Or I can see he gets like, uh, an opposed roll. 
He does not because he's surprised oh. right now. So, so he doesn't... 26 damage to his leg. 26 damage. Okay, let me see what all his defensive stuff here is. I'm sorry, you said how much? 26? 26, yeah. Okay. Uh, I realized I forgot to write down one of his stats, which I need to see here. Hmm. All right. Uh, so you you hit this thing, Mort, and you do, with all that advantage, do a significant um, amount of damage to it. Uh, it is not down, but it would get severely hurt from the amount of damage you have going on with uh, with this. So um, you do hit it, and you've definitely gotten its attention. Okay. Uh, it's not enough to one-shot the troll, Matt, but you, okay. do, you do hit it and do a significant amount of damage. As silly as that seems, but we're playing by the rules right now. So, uh, okay. you do, I mean, you probably, you know, hear a bone crack with the amount of force behind this, this attack. And that's going to start a new round of combat. That's so, fine. go ahead and give me an initiative test again, everybody. Okay. Did everybody roll? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Oh, the goblin, that's the troll. We'll leave it at that. So he, he rolled really low. Uh, Mort? All right. So I'm going to try casting my big spell here with all my okay. advantage. Okay. So. Um, and it's a crit. And it's a crit. That's <laughs> going to be 28 damage to the left arm from from my lightning strike. Okay. Go ahead right, and right, give me... Yeah. It's minus two success levels from him. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. His magic resistance that he has. Okay. And go ahead and roll me a critical. So then that'll and... be 26 damage then. Okay. And I'm sorry, it was his arm? Uh, yes, to his left arm. Okay. Go ahead and give me a critical roll, please. That's at the D100? Yes. Uh, 43. Wrenched arm. He would take two more wounds, which doesn't matter. Your arm is almost pulled from its socket. Drop whatever is held in the associated hand. The arm is useless for 1D10 rounds. Okay. All right, well, that is enough to put the troll down with that amount of energy. And you see, it's just, you can tell it's resisting your magic, but despite that, you just pour your energy into this thing, and it is sizzling and kind of whimpering in pain as it kind of collapses into a heap. All right. Is there like something on the troll I can take like as a trophy, like a necklace or something or something? He's no, he's to? he's he wasn't carrying any weapons or he, all he's got is his, like torn up loincloth. That's it. OK. So then basically well, I'll smart and walk, walk past and grab my cloak. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I, I'll grab Volpe's cloak, like put it over myself, like slow motion style, like like flaps in the wind. Right? <laughs> I, I can say, hey, my plan was a good plan. And then I'll, I'll kind of step out of the barn um, or the stable. I'll just kind of close it behind me, take a deep breath as the energy kind of subsides around me. Be like, ah, my work here is done. <laughs> wow. As I now have 21 levels of advantage, technically. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh I thought you All right, be let's tapped. go fight Archeon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? I mean, in, in in the rule book, the example they give, like the enemy does have like ten advantage or something. So by the rules, it does not get capped. But that's that's pretty ludicrous. Yeah, that's a little um, nutty. I, I I love it, but it's nutty. <laughs> that was pretty awesome, man. Yeah, overcasting an advantage seemed to uh, scale pretty pretty well. <laughs> pretty well. Yeah. yeah, you know, but mildly well. It, it was all right, I guess. <laughs> Could have been worse. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, like that's operating at a rules level beyond me. But um, I, I mean, I thought narratively it was pretty cool. Like picturing you, like being like, "I'm coming to my power," you know. It's the entire courtyard erupting in lightning. <laughs> I put the emperor to shame. Yeah. <laughs> Matt gets MVP again. Tonight. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is exactly what just happened. Yeah. And the critical to finish it off was even even better. Yeah. He was just standing next to that stone and you know. Gotta go off the bang, right? <laughs> so so do do we wanna cap advantage? Yeah, we'll definitely put a cap on it, but I okay. need to decide what to do. Okay. Probably just be a flat cap. I know some groups they put uh, like a cap based on like your initiative value or something. But okay. I feel that something like that. I think everybody should have the same. 
I think it's unfair to do like initiative because then certain people could have higher caps. That doesn't really make sense to me. Sure. So most groups that I've listened to usually do three. Cap cap around twenty five. Yeah, that yeah. seems about right. Yeah. So I didn't hit the hit that cap then during that fight. <laughs> well, I, did you after you killed it though? Because that would be two uh, more. After I killed him, I was at twenty-one levels of advantage. Uh, did, did you have the plus one for charging? Oh, so I guess twenty-two. <laughs> when you make a charge, you I mean, get you did, uh, advantage. Two-shot troll—that's pretty awesome. Yeah, a magic-resistant troll, for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> magic-resistant, my ass. <laughs> so that's pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. But combat's over, so all that all goes away. Yeah. Just to go back to being regular. Yeah, then you're just a normal dude. Right? Yep. Yep. I mean, I, get, I mean, that's why I kind of like I don't necessarily have a problem with it because it's not like following you around everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like that. Even a blind squirrel, you know. After you fell the troll, you guys begin to get the uh, get the animals together. And if the three of you would give me intelligence checks to gather some of these animals together, please. Uh, I fail mine by one. Let's see. Come on, you'll 20. Oh. oh, wait, hold on. Uh, pass by four. I roll initiative. Okay, there we go. Uh, pass by one. Lavope? I fail by one. Okay. So, Firth and Mort, you guys do not really have any trouble getting a bunch of these animals put together and ready to head out. Lavolpe, you're moving at a little bit slower pace than the rest of them uh, as they're trying to do this. And, uh, you know, maybe a couple minutes have gone by as you guys gather them all together and you have most of them ready to go. And to uh, to everybody's surprise and horror, you hear and then see the troll lumber out of the doorway of the room that it was in. Right, you have to burn trolls, don't you? It is charred and smoking and looks really hurt. And it... Um, you can see some of the wounds that you had caused from it, uh, from your attack, Mort, your your lightning especially, are starting to slowly close up, and it looks like it's healing right in front of you. Now, it does still look really, really hurt, like it just got up, but this thing is back on its feet. Okay. So... Uh... Let's do initiative at that. New initiative? Yes. Ay, caramba. Why won't you die? So I guess we're technically by the pens right now, because we're with Yeah, the basically you guys are, like, here-ish. Okay. You know, wherever you may be. Yeah, kind of like in a line, more or less. That's Matthias at front, because he's getting the cart ready. And this thing has stumbled out right there. Um, okay, did you guys re-roll or do initiatives? Yeah. Okay. Mort, you see your, your foe has returned. What do you do? 
Round um, two. <laughs> yeah, Firth, if you want to give me initiative if you didn't roll already. And uh, then go ahead, Mort. I'll take a shot at it. I'll be a far less impressive this time. Okay. Pachoo, <laughs> uh, pachoo. Uh, I still pass. He takes five magic damage to his right arm. It does not seem to do anything. Okay. <laughs> still a hit. You do have advantage, though, now. LaVolpe. Yeah. I'll try and fire the crossbow at it. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, remember, you have... Yeah, now, did you, guys, did you do your plus 10 uh, to hit, Matt? Because um, I don't know if its size would matter with magic. Uh, I did not factor in size. I mean, if I got a plus 10, that means do 6 damage instead of 5. But I don't know how that would work. Nah, I mean, like we said you don't like get negatives for cover and stuff with the magic, so I don't think you get bonuses for size either. So with magic, you're not rolling to hit; you're rolling yeah. to cast a spell. Yeah. Okay, but Lavolpe, you do get plus ten to hit if you try to shoot this thing. Ooh, fantastic moves. All right. Uh, and that lets me make it by one degree. Okay. How much damage? Uh, it does nine damage. So ten. And then it goes, yeah, uh, so 10 total. I, I forget it. Yeah, no, you get the advantage on there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and that would hit its uh, right arm. Okay. Um, so that does do some damage, and uh, it staggers a bit as this bolt hits it in the arm, but it is still going. Uh, Matthias is next. And at this point, he's reloaded his pistol, so he will take a shot. And, ooh, he scores a pretty good hit. Will it be enough? He hits it in the body. And his shot is enough. And you see he strikes this thing right in the in the chest, like right by the heart. And the thing as it's walking forward stumbles to the ground again and with a loud thud lands face first in the dirt. Uh, is it dead this time? Uh, how far is the fire spread? Take its head off. Uh, at this point, the fire is starting to consume this building and has reached the house. So... I don't know if Mort knows this or not, but I know you have to like burn trolls to kill them. But I don't know if Mort would know that. No, he would not. I mean, you do see this thing. You did see its wounds like healing in front of you. You definitely mm-hmm. saw that. And uh, everybody can give me a perception test uh, at plus 40. Mm-hmm. Pass by. Um, Jesus. Pass by. <laughs> three. Okay. You all can tell that this thing is still regenerating. Uh, Senor Kessler, how do we kill this thing for good? Kessler looks around and sees the fire of the building. Let's burn it. 
Maybe that'll stop it. Seems as right. good idea as any. Let's drag it in, I guess. All right. So you guys drag it in and, you know, start to grab some broken wood and light it up. And, like, it literally, as you're starting to light this thing on fire, it looks like it is starting to stir again. Uh, but as you do that, you can see that the fire is burning this thing, and the wounds finally stop knitting themselves together. And this thing makes a feeble attempt to kind of swipe at you guys in its death throes as the fire begins to char its flesh and finally put it down. And basically, you guys are able to get out of the stables as the fire begins to tear through the entire building, leaving the troll to get consumed by the flames. And at that point, you gather up the rest of the livestock and make your way out through the gates. Well, we all learned something about trolls today. Just before we leave, I, I forgot to ask the little girl earlier if there was anybody else that she's aware of around. No, she she shakes her head no. Obviously very, very sad at having to tell you that. Mm-hmm. Just want to leave anybody behind without asking first. No, and uh, if there was anyone left at this point, by the time <laughs> you guys are leaving the gatehouse, you know, any place they would probably be hiding is consumed by the flames. And even though there is a little bit of rain going on right now, it is not enough to put the fire out at this point. And it is not long before the entire farmstead is uh, on fire. You perhaps see uh, in the distance a night goblin or two fleeing from the farmstead. But it seems like if they're the few survivors that may have gotten away are few and far in between and the majority of the goblins definitely perished in this fight. Uh, whether they're going to regroup with other goblins or just getting away and going as far away as they can, you're unsure. But it seems you have defeated this uh, this little horde. Well, before we leave, I want to be sure to gather up those uh, those stones and also just check the... Um... Oh, yeah, yeah. And also check the 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 caster goblins he would he had on if he had like a, a grimoire or any other like magical blade type stuff. There's nothing left of him. Okay. I mean, he he literally just went up and okay. just been turned to ash. Just so, yeah, there's nothing left of him. Then However, I will collect the stone pieces. The stone pieces uh, do, in fact, um, you know, they survive, and you're able to get them on the wagon that you guys have. Uh, commandeered shall we say and i will get you some pictures here as you guys head back uh to the ackerland farm uh all of you are obviously a little shocked at what you just witnessed firth or i'm sorry what you just witnessed more to do uh you didn't realize that he had quite that level of uh of power i don't think he recognized that he had that <laughs> probably yeah, right about that like looking at your fingers, like what did I just do? Okay, well, I can tell you, Mort's feeling pretty good about himself right now. He's definitely uh, walking a bit of a, a bit of a, uh, you know, you can tell he's walking pretty happy right now. Got the swagger. Go yeah, yeah, that a was pretty swagger. wild. 
it uh it all came together for him. <laughs> so you guys should have in your journal now these stone pieces. Let's see it. Oh, the map grows. There, sh- there should be two of them. Three total, right? Oh, two more. Two more now. Yeah. Gobs fights Brain Rock and his palaquin. Yes, so the palanquin was the part they were carrying him on, and the quote-unquote brain rock, as they call it, was the thing he had strapped to his head. Now, the little leather thing that he was using to strap it to his head is long gone, but the that little piece is part of the, like the a... overall map. Yeah, it was like, uh, you know, maybe like two fist, fist, you know, two fist-sized, the two fists, yeah. like, together. Got it. All right, you can use your Photoshop and put this... I'm uh... already on it. <laughs> Don't don't bother with the small piece. It doesn't really like okay fit, so to speak, because um, it's such a small piece. But it's big enough that it uh, it counts as part of it. I see where this piece attaches. So yeah, okay, this makes sense now. All right. So what do you guys discuss on your way back? Does anybody have anything to say? Uh, say I say I'm sorry I couldn't help save the farm, but I you know. I guess without an army, we really didn't have a better way. Yeah, Firth is all apologies as well for just making such a mess of things, you know. I think um, he thought he was, was a bit of a fighter there for a little while after having a good good round previously, and uh, he realizes that it's not, not really his thing after all, and he thanks Volpe for uh, saving him. Uh, it is no problem, friend. We uh, all end up in a uh, bit of trouble once in a while, yes? Who are you guys apologizing to? The group? I'm not apologizing. I'm just saying that, like, I'm lamenting. Because I, I know okay. none of the dudes are with us, is what Chris is trying to say. Like, the farmer oh. dude is well, I'm just yet. I'm, I wasn't sure if you were apologizing to, like, each other, or to Matthias, or the girl. Yeah, no, Matthias and the... In the uh... And Martin Volpe for basically running up and trying to kill Squig and then just getting floored. Without both of you being there, it would make what uh, Matthias and myself did far more difficult and challenging. So all of our efforts are not going to waste. Matthias seems to agree with that. And uh, he's he's driving the cart at this point, and he he looks to you, Firth, and as a, he agrees with with Mort, saying, "He's right. We may not have been a well-oiled machine, but we made the best of a bad situation, and overall, we came together and did what had to be done. As long as you learn from what just happened, we'll be better for it." He looks to Yula Volpe. Good thinking with the troll. Yeah, well, at least I can outthink the troll. I may not be the smartest. But... <laughs> <laughs> and I got my cloak back, thanks to Mort. And Mort, you've got a spear. You realize you're not very good with it, but you've got I a spear. I have a spear? I'm oh, sorry, not Mort. Firth. Okay. Yeah. Pretty excited about that. Can learn how to use it. <laughs> now you know which end is pointy. <laughs> Does anyone say anything to the little girl on your way back? 
or is everyone just kind of taking a breather I, at wait, this point? I mean, I was going to wait for, you know, if, when Firth gets around to uh, talking to her because he first made contact with her, but I'm curious to know what she knows for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely, I don't want to, like, interrogate her, but, you know, I want to... Uh, <laughs> Break out those her. knuckle things on her. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd they come from? How long have you been? Yeah, but no, but just kind of like, um, you know, let her know she's safe now and that we're going to take care of her and make sure that she, you know, finds it. Yeah, at this point, she seems to have kind of gravitated to your character, uh, Firth, and, you know, she's kind of just been kind of holding on to you. And when you talk to her, uh, she does open up a little bit. You know, she she says that her, her name is Jenny, and... You know, she doesn't explain a whole lot, but you basically are able to piece together that the goblins showed up and took over the farm and, you know, killed everyone that was there, her family and, and you know, some of the other farmhands and the blacksmith and things like that. And she was able to hide uh, in the well and then uh-huh. she would she would move between the well and the uh, the smithy. You know, she kind of started to realize that the goblins didn't come out a whole lot during the day. So during the day, she would stay in the well, and then at night, she would move into the smithy, because uh, obviously the goblins were using the well to drink from, and they didn't really find much of use, and she seemed to be pretty good at hiding. So, But yeah, she obviously doesn't seem like she wants to talk a whole lot about it. No, and, and obviously I'm not going to press. This is well, very the- crude, but I think this is how it goes together. Where'd you, oh, did you put it in the uh, chat? Yeah, in the chat. Trying to freehand these, like, pieces is not the easiest. <laughs> I think that's how that goes together. But I, I can't really, like, angle. Like, the, the, the like the bottom center one, I, I want to, like, angle it slightly, but I, yeah. paint can't do that. Yeah. Well... You can figure that out once you get back to town, but regardless, eventually get back to the Ackerland farm, and you know you guys have been gone for a while, and when they see you guys approaching with just this like caravan of livestock, they are shocked and impressed and overjoyed, and they they come you know running out to to greet you guys, and one of the guys in the watchtower starts shouting, you know, they're back, they're back. And, you know, eventually the, the rest of the family comes out and, you know, Ackerland, you know, senior, he, he sees you guys, uh, Gubo, I think was his name, uh, father. He says, we, we thought you weren't going to come back. We thought maybe, maybe the goblins had gotten you. Goblins are all gone. And so is the farm. Everything is gone. We saved what we could, but... It is clear now. And, you know, he recognizes some of the livestock as his own. He says, I, by Sigmar, I can't believe it. You, you did it. And, uh, you know, there's just kind of general, uh, joy and a bit of surprise at, at the success that you guys have had. And, you know, eventually he, he sees the girl and kind of, uh, you know, kind of asks like, what do you have here? And, you know, eventually when you guys explain it to him, you know, he, he recognizes who she is. Uh, maybe doesn't like know her personally, but obviously knows of her. And he, you know, he kind of laments that uh, the 
her family, the the Balmer family, you know, are all dead. But uh, you know, he's glad you were at least able to save somebody and deal with the goblins. So, um, they they gladly put a lunch together for you guys. By the time you guys get back, it's probably late afternoon. You guys are exhausted and definitely hungry. So, uh, his wife puts together a, you know a quick lunch. And um, while it's not as extravagant as the the meal she put together the night before, it's still, you know, homemade and still pretty good. You guys are able to get some much needed rest. And you can tell that his family is in like awe of you. And, you know, despite the fact they they still probably don't realize exactly what you guys are as far as like a witch hunter war band to you, you guys are like saviors. Uh, and they just, they can't believe like their good turn of fortunes and, you know, a lot of praise Sigmar and, and thank yous go around the table. And, um, you know, despite not having saved a lot of people, you guys still feel pretty good about what you've done. Are they like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of asking like, are, are they willing and able to, to, to raise this girl as their own now? Ackerland says, uh, of of course, of course, we've you know we can certainly take her take her in under our wing and uh, and raise her as one of our own. That would be, be wrong to do anything else. Obviously, I ask her if that's what she would want as well. So, to your surprise, she first of all, when she looks up at you, you know, she obviously seems a little surprised that you ask her, uh, but she says no. She's like, I I want to stay with you. You killed the monsters. <laughs> we got a mascot. <laughs> uh, right. Do you think I would check on a little girl across the empire? Uh, not really. I mean, I guess she could be brought back to uh, to Gallows yeah. End and perhaps find some work there. That'd be a terrible place to raise. <laughs> I don't know if Gallows End is any place where a child. Can you think a, a worse place to raise a? Perhaps uh, you could help out around the tavern or something. Uh, yeah, I try and convince her that like we'll come and check on her every so often or something. That's a lie. It's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> That's a bold faced lie. <laughs> yeah, give me a uh oh boy, what does this game have for bold quote unquote blind children? Oh yeah. But I, but I do want her to know that, like, like we're just going to be doing this. Like, it seems like this is our lives, right? We're just going to be fighting, and it's not, it's not good for her. Give me a charm test, please. I've had such good luck with these right there so far. Yeah, you do have, so, you do have plus, so uh, you do have plus um, twenty now for any interactions with her. Oh, all right. So I passed by zero. She does not seem convinced. No. She's like, but yeah, but if if you can keep me safe, even if you are fighting more monsters, hmm. yeah, perhaps it's not the worst if she comes to Gallows End. Kinda... She will be safe there. Are we going? Where are we going now? Are we going back towards Gallows End? I mean, eventually, when you're done here, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll look over to Kessler and be like, well, Kessler, do you think she could find work at Gal's End? Perhaps she could, you know, be raised by the witch hunters, and who knows? She might learn a thing or two. Oh, we got a theory. 
Oh my god. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm thinking right now. What are you thinking? <laughs> uh, that's yeah, the, the thinking. girl from uh, Witcher, right? The princess? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, perhaps not to your surprise, Mort, you when you turn to, to see Kessler, he has kept himself out of this conversation. He's standing with his arms crossed, observing. Um, a bit hard to read him. You can't tell if he's like kind of thinking his head, my God, I can't believe they're considering this, or if, as usual, he may just kind of be evaluating what you guys are doing. But when you ask him that, he ultimately says to Firth, another type of decision you may have to make from time to time. Mort points out a good few things. She would certainly be safer there than out here in a place like this, but she's going to grow up what might be a tough life, but doesn't necessarily mean she need yeah, excuse me, doesn't necessarily mean she needs to become a hunter. She doesn't have to follow our same path. There's plenty around the chapter house that don't get anywhere involved as we do with what we have to do. He says, take Genevieve, for example. At the end of the day, she really still continues to be a tailor. She doesn't hunt any of the creatures we do. Certainly she's encountered them in her past, but she doesn't have to do the things we do, so I'll leave that decision up to you, Firth. Yeah, I mean, I, I try and explain to her um, you know, what life we lead. Uh, what's her name again? Jen? Jenny. Jen. Yeah, either way. Uh, the life that we lead a bit, you know, without saying too much, but, um, you know, kind of basically prepare. Like, it's not just about whether or not we keep you safe from creatures. Like, are you prepared to, like, live a life of work and blah, blah, blah? And, um, well, you would know that living life on a farm, she obviously would probably be working, maybe not right now, because, you know, she's probably one of the younger kids, mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, living on the farm, eventually everybody has to help out and pull their weight, yeah. you know, whether it's milking the cows or feeding the cattle or, you know, tending the fields, you know, obviously being a woman, she probably would eventually just be working in the kitchen and some of the, you know, the less manual type stuff around the house, but she'd still definitely be working you know, no doubt about that. So, but, you know, like I said, she's about eight years old. It's a conversation that when you have with her, you know, you can tell she doesn't quite grasp exactly what you're trying to say. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, when, when you start talking about like, oh, you might be able to come with us. I mean, her eyes light up like, you know, like it's the best thing in the world. All right. We're taking her. So we'll All get. right. Okay. Well, Ackerland, uh, obviously he protests a little bit, but eventually when you guys discuss it and he seems to, you know, think, you know, if that, if that's what she wants, uh, you know, after what she's been through, you know, maybe, you know, he says, maybe, maybe Sigmar put you in her life for a reason. And who am I to, to go against that? And there's a bit of a toast, and you guys celebrate and with the rest of your meal. But eventually you must continue onwards back towards Stromdorf, and with a um, 
uh, Ackerlin says he'll come with you just to, uh, uh, you know, so he can let Kaiser know what you guys have done. Not that Kaiser probably wouldn't believe you guys, but you know, he wants to tell him himself and make sure everybody knows what you guys have done. And you guys head back. Uh, this time he um, he hops in uh, his own wagon. Obviously, he needs a ride back when he gets there. So, but you guys can take this one as well. So, if you want, you can maybe try to sell that later. Uh, Eventually, on, on I'm sorry. Way, go ahead. Uh, on the way back to Stromdorf, uh, I think we should check a look at one of the locations that uh, appears to match on these tablets, the stone tablets, with the map yeah. that we, we were looking at before. That seems to be along the way back to Stromdorf. What was that? There was one place. You we mean the place we caught uh, on our way in? We yeah. Saw. Yes, so as you're making your way back, actually, Matthias, uh, you and him are sitting in the in the back of the cart. Well, most of you are, actually. But as you guys are traveling there, he begins to discuss a few things with you, Mort. And at first, he, you know, kind of is just talking to you one-on-one, you know, kind of a little more hushed as the, the others are getting ready. And he says, um, quite the uh, display you put back there. I could just... The winds came to me, and they channeled through me in such a way I'd never experienced before. Just the energy flowing through that location was astounding. And I just managed to tap into it to make that happen. I just, I don't know if I could do it again, but if I see the opportunity, I'm taking it. You see his eyes narrow, and he regards you for what feels like a long minute before he responds. <laughs> as long as you can control it. Well, you saw how much energy we had back there, and we're all still standing, aren't we? Yes, but I also saw you make the decision to fight that thing by yourself. Well, it was a, it was a beast. It had to be taken care of. You know, we can't just let a creature like that wander aimlessly throughout the area. Who knows what kind of damage it could cause? True, but it was still reckless. Reckless, yes. But better for the the lives of everyone around here? I'd say it's worth it. And he crosses his arms and takes a look at the rest of the guys in the cart. And then he turns back to you. Ultimately, your decision put an end to that thing. But as I said when we first set out, I do expect the best from everybody. And I do expect my orders to be adhered to. As long as you can keep things under control, Mort. I've seen plenty of individuals and casters lose their minds to the winds of magic. I don't doubt your willpower being an elf, but you know what our duty is. That extends to you as well, should the grip of chaos take you. Well, should chaos take me, I know you're standing right there with your pistol by your side. So I have that in the back of my mind to consider. He seems to kind of 
you know, take that as uh, as you understand what he's saying. You know, he's obviously he's not trying to threaten you. You can tell if he was, you could you could tell it in his voice. He'd be a lot more menacing. Um, but he's obviously just trying to remind you. And uh, yeah, he's you know he seems pleased that you know despite not listening to what he said. Uh, you guys were able to take advantage of that and put the thing down. And ultimately it makes the empire a safer place. So even though it wasn't a, uh, you know, undead or demon or anything like that, he does see your point to the, you know, that bit of the argument. And as you guys are making your way uh, back towards Stromdorf, he then does change the subject. So I take it. You'll want to check out those ruins on our way back. They're along the way. It only makes sense that the map is showing these locations that seem to be near our area. That there must be something of important there. Sure. I know it's important to you, so it's on the way. Won't won't be a small detour. Good. And I'll kind of like pull up my sketchings of like of the the map that we have back in Stromdorf, and kind of show like, hey, here's how this piece I feel like fits in here. I can I make a rough sketch of, you know, uh, of the map? Okay. Um, at this point, Firth, uh, is, if any, who else is injured right now? I, <laughs> I'm, li- I'm lightly wounded. Okay, well, uh, uh, yeah. LaVolpe already, tried, already healed you, Firth, so uh, uh, Kessler will give you another heal check. And you will get uh, six points of health back. Nice. Okay. I'm uh, feeling now. Lavolpe, if you want to give Mort a, I'm sorry, that was for Firth because Firth I know is more. Oh, your... sorry. Lavolpe, if I'm sorry, I keep confusing your guy's name for some reason. Um, Lavolpe, if you want to give Mort a heal check. Ooh, I was missing I... a little bit. I uh, failed by one degree. Nope, I guess you contract syphilis and die then. Oh well. <laughs> okay, well, good. he has a good run while it lasted. Yeah, big rip. Yep. <laughs> I'm a little spent after all that, a little weak right now, and you know that that's it. <laughs> yep. So eventually, you guys get to this part of the map, which is where these ruins are, and when you get to them, uh, Ackerland is obviously nervous, and you know, it's like you really, really want to go there, and. You know, eventually, guys, like, yeah, you stay here with the cart, and basically, I'll ask this... him if he knows anything about the ruins. I mean, he lives out here. Has he heard anything about them? Well, other than what he told you on the way in, you know, okay. he told you that it's cursed. You know, a sorcerer used to live there. It's haunted by him, and he saw these strange lights a couple nights ago. Which, ever since then, the weather's gotten a lot worse. But uh, yeah, that's. It sounds like it's all stories and rumors. He doesn't really know specifically the history of it. As you guys reach it. It is up on this massive hill, uh, so it takes you know a, a little bit of climbing to get to the the crest of this hill and get to the ruins themselves. And Mort, as soon as you guys get close enough, you can instantly tell, much like the stones, this is elven architecture, no doubt about it. Despite being overgrown, covered in dirt and vines worn away by the constant rain and lightning strikes and just the general age. It is high elven um, through and through. And if you like... get close, you see my elven ears perk up a little bit. If uh, Do you have any sort of elf lore? Um, I believe I do. Uh, 
Well, I, I have language, Elvin, but no, not not a lore specifically. You can give me a language test at uh, plus 40. Okay. Pass by two. Okay. So uh, you can tell this is Elven architecture from before the War of the Beard. And you realize what that means is that this would be uh, architecture from before the Wood Elves split from the High Elves. Uh, Before the Dark Elves actually split from the High Elves. That's like thousands Um, of years ago, isn't it? Yes. Um, You you don't know everything about it, but you do know that in ages past, when the Elves were all one race that all lived on Uthwan, they eventually... Uh, settled in colonies throughout the old world, you know, the empire and such. And that's when they first made contact with the dwarves. And initially there was a friendship there, but that was broken and resulted in the war of the beard as the elves call it. And you know that eventually the elves basically abandoned the old world, leaving behind a lot of these settlements and a lot of these colonies. And this is clearly from that time frame. Okay. The other thing you can tell as you begin to look around and explore is that it looks to be like some sort of temple or something of religious significance. Okay. Um, I will continue to approach the structure. All right. Well, um, can I do like um, uh, a check to sense the winds around here? Use my second sight. Sure. Uh, give me a magic language magic test plus okay. twenty. Uh, pass by five. So while it is not as prominent as the energy that you can sense off the stone, uh, the wind of Azir, I believe, is what the celestial wind is called, is very strong here. Um, not as strong as the stones you've recovered, but you can definitely tell it, it once. Well, it's definitely very strong here, and it's stronger here than you've recognized in other parts of Stromdorf. Hmm. It looks like a lot of the energy has faded over time, but you definitely can still get a feeling of it here. And were you to cast spells, uh, much like when you've been in the presence of the stones, you would probably have some sort of bonus or benefit to channel. Okay. Well, I, I want to check inside the structure. I'm getting more and more intrigued. Okay. As you guys look around, um, everybody can give me a perception test if they'd like. Pass by three. Uh, I pass by three as well. All right. Basically, this place is completely ruins. It's crumbling walls. There's still a few pillars standing. And you can tell there is damage either from age or perhaps weather probably even from lightning, you can see parts that look damaged in, in ways you can't really explain. It's actually Matthias uh, who discovers in one area, there's kind of a, almost like a dirt floor. It looks like perhaps part of this temple has sunk into the ground and it looks like he either trips over something or kicks something up. And then he starts to kind of brush it off with his, uh, with his hand and after like just a little bit of clearing and digging, 
you find what looks like this. You eventually realize that you know there's a temple floor beneath all this dirt. You don't clear it all because there's just too much of it. But the section that you do clear, it looks like there is a circular indentation in the floor where something used to be. And the stone around it looks damaged and scorched. Is the circular circular part of the floor would I approximate it's about the same size if we were to combine the pieces of the stone we've collected so far? Would they seem to fit in there? Probably. Okay. Well, we'll be coming back here once we have all the pieces. Um, okay. Is there like some a door or anything like that that's like near the the circle? It's like shut uh, off or there, there's no everything at this point. Like there's not even a roof left, and if there is, it's like just pieces. It is very much like ruins. You know, there's no like hidden areas that you guys find. There's nothing closed off or inaccessible. Um, it looks like for the most part, this was a fairly open structure to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthias asks, "Do you have any idea what this place is?" Well. Based on the circle we see in the floor here, I would imagine if we can put all the pieces of the stone we've been collecting into this circular section, perhaps that will trigger something within the temp- within the ruins here. Perhaps you can use the energy of the stones to uncover something that may have been hidden away all these years. Yes, but I mean, I mean, this is obviously Elvin. You've said, I mean, what? What kind of structure would this be like? What would your people build this for? Oh, it was a place of worship. To, to study and respect the the winds of uh, the the ether ether. If you'd like, you can give me a another language elven test. Uh, this one would be at minus twenty. Okay. No dice. Yeah, you're unsure other than it looks like some sort of temple. You can't tell who it is or what its purpose may be. Um, you're not sure if maybe it's a, a god that perhaps isn't even part of the, uh, you know, the elf pantheon anymore. You're not sure. Okay. Well, I'll say, say to Kessler, I think once we, if we manage to find all the pieces of the stone, this location become all the more clear as, as to its purpose. Until then, it seems to be have lost any sort of power or energy it used to used to have held. He seems a little unconvinced and perhaps concerned by that. Yeah, but what if whatever we trigger is something we don't want to happen? We'll just have to deal with it when it comes. He doesn't seem convinced by that, but he doesn't say anything else and continues to kind of look around a bit. You guys spend, you know, a few minutes... Oh, maybe maybe a little bit longer, you know, maybe twenty minutes or so looking around, and that is really the only other thing that you find is is that indentation in the floor. You do have a pretty good commanding view of the surrounding areas. Uh, this hill is actually quite tall. Uh, you guys are probably at least a hundred to one hundred fifty feet up, like from the road, so you guys can see pretty much everything. Uh, I mean, other than the the rain and the mistiness that kind of clouds some of your vision. But other than that, I mean, you guys can see the 
you know, the Oberslecht off to the east, you know, where some of the swampy land starts and the forest where you guys found the herdstone. You can see the river right close by. You can see Stromdorf on the horizon and the Garden of Moor and a couple of the farms and the, um, you know, the foothills of the mountains in the distance. So you have a, a pretty commanding view. Uh, looking at the stones, there appears to be an X on the map, which, based on what I'm looking at, should be around this area that I'm pinging. You know, I'm going to look over there and see if there's anything that stands out. It is, all you see is the bend of the river. Okay. There are no structures or anything like that. Uh, and, I mean, you guys have pretty good sight to that because you're close enough to it where the weather is not really obscuring your vision in any way. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just the uh, that branch of the river, the River Tranig, uh, which is you know branches off from the, the Tufel River. Um, everybody could give me an intuition test. Mort, this for you will be at plus 20. Uh, I failed by three. Passed by two with a critical success. Nicely done, Elf. You can tell as you look around at all these different locations, you feel like you're almost smack dab in the center of like all these things. You know, between the river, uh, the forest where the herdstone was, Stromdorf, and uh, the farm that you were just at, you more or less feel like you're almost about the same distance away from all of these things. Well, the river, you know, it bends and twists. I mean, there's part, the part that you're closest to doesn't, you know, feel, it feels way closer than these other things, but you can tell that part of the river that bends to the, the very West, you know, that particular bend in the river further away is about the same distance. It seems to hear that it is to, uh, to Stromdorf and, the um, where you fought the beast men. The farm feels about maybe a little, a little bit around the same distance to the south too, where you just fought the goblins. Almost like this is the center point of perhaps some sort of large ritual or something. It, as far as you can estimate, yes, you are in the center point of those areas. Now again. Uh, the only two that you really have to work off of are Stromdorf itself and the Herdstone. They seem like they're about the same distance. The bend in the river does as well, but again, you don't see anything there. There's no buildings or structures or landmarks of any sort. And the farm you fought the goblins at seems like it's a little too close, but perhaps further south in the actual foothills of the mountains. You know, Again, you don't see anything in particular, but the foothills of the mountains definitely is about the same distance. Eventually, uh, it doesn't seem there's much left to explore here. Unless anyone else does anything, you guys will head back. I mean, I'm pretty overwhelmed by all the magic stuff. <laughs> I, uh, I'm trying not to touch anything so I don't get burnt too crisp. Ackerlin seems eager to leave. Yeah, Firth, Firth is mostly preoccupied with like consoling his new oh. friend. Okay. Yeah, she seems to have cheered up a lot uh, that she's coming with you guys, and uh, after having a meal, definitely seems a lot happier. 
so eventually you all pile back in the wagon and head off back to Stromdorf. And when you do, there, uh, you know, a couple familiar faces, especially guards, greet you guys, and you head straight towards uh, the city, the, you know, the town hall to go meet uh, with Kessler and Adler. I'm sorry, with Kaiser and Adler. And you're able to get an audience with uh, Kaiser rather quickly and with Adler. And there's still a bit of awkwardness when you guys meet with the Burgomeister after what had happened previous. But you are able to tell them, you know, what has what has happened. And Ackerland speaks nothing but high praise of you all, saying, you know, things to them such as, they brought back nearly half my missing stock of, of cattle and herd, uh, countless animals from some of the other farms, and they they killed an entire tribe of goblins and, and their troll. You said I, they're, they're heroes. They've, they've, they've saved the town and Kaiser uh, seems to agree and seems really impressed. And uh, surprisingly, he does not seem to really ask for any proof. He does. Uh, you guys are able to, if nothing else, you can show him the stones you recovered, which he's aware of at this point, at least from the Beastman herd stone. So that seems to be uh proof enough. And, he, uh, you know, he offers a hand and actually shakes each guy's hand and says, "You know, I'm uh, you witch hunters get a bad rap in my book. Uh, you guys have done nothing but help us out since you've gotten here, and uh, this is a big deal. You saved a lot of lives." He says, "As promised," and he uh, he swipes the reward. Uh, coin pouch that it looks like Adler was getting out, and it looks like Kaiser doesn't even give him a chance to say anything. He's still obviously very fed up with everything Adler's done. And as Adler's about to offer up the prize and his thanks, Kaiser just swipes it out of his hands, scowls at him, and Adler kind of shrinks back in his big comfy chair. Kaiser hands the the pouch over to Matthias, says, "You, you all have my thanks and the thanks of this town. I'll make sure people know." Uh, that the gallows guys were responsible for all of this. Uh, thank you for holding up your end of the bargain. We'll continue to do our, our work around here. Seems that uh, our our presence here has been quite the benefit to this town city <laughs> thing. Yeah, I'll say. It's like Sigmar himself sent you to our doorstep. Well, I'll take what I can get. How are things in the town uh, now? Oh, well, uh, this this news will definitely help ease some things. And we're trying to make repairs to the granaries, but you know all the all the grain is pretty much spoiled, you know, either soaked or now the rats are getting to it. Just not enough time to start cleaning it, so or get to it before any of that happens. So it'll be a little tough, but it's not hopeless anymore. And if uh, you know, if Ackerlin and the other farms can keep up, you know, what they're doing, now they don't have to worry about all their stuff going missing, you know, we'll tough it out. We'll be all right. And uh, unless you guys have anything else to uh, to add with, you know, with that, um, it looks like Adler just kind of, you know, kind of hides uh, back, doesn't really get involved, almost tries to just remain unnoticed. But unless anyone else has anything else to say, uh, you guys can call that, you know, call that a night right there. 
Well, at this point, by the time you guys get back to the town, you know, it's getting to dusk and the sun is starting to set. Yeah, what's oh. next on our list, guys? Could definitely go for <laughs> a good sleep after that. Nice, comfortable bed. Yes, yeah, so you guys make your way through the town and, you know, you're, you're noticing a lot more faces start to uh, to see you guys and recognize you and, you know, call out to you or thank you. Um you know, just people are starting to, to kind of put two and two together. And you guys get back to the stew pot where Matthias uh, and all of you sit down and the serving girl uh, begins to get a dinner ready for you guys. And, you know, she notices the little girl instantly and starts, you know, asking, oh, who's this? You know, where'd she come from? Aren't you the cutest thing? And, you know, it takes even more of a liking to you guys. and. Uh, gives you guys even better treatment, obviously bringing the girl a much-needed meal. As you guys sit down, the first thing Kessler does is uh, hand out the reward, and each of you are rewarded with another 20 silver shillings. I'll give uh, Kessler a nod as he uh, hands you my coins. Eventually, uh, about halfway through your dinner, the wizard, Shulman, comes down realizing you guys are back and when he sees you guys he immediately like kind of comes over to you uh mort saying did you find any more any luck yes two more in fact his eyes light up uh, i'll immediately pull out my sketches that i took on the, on the ride back and show him what i have um he says oh good good well wh- where are they where are the pieces I assume they're still in the wagon. <laughs> yeah, probably still in the wagon at this point. Yeah, uh, help me, help me bring them in. Okay, so I have them on the wagon. Yeah, so you guys are able to get them in and bring them up to his room, and he seems uh, really excited about that. Do the rest of you stay and continue eating, or do you guys join them? Because this is like halfway through your meal, so uh, I'm gonna sit and eat. I'm probably pretty tired. Okay. Matthias does as well. He seems to, you know, let Firth do it or let Mort do his thing and get the get the lowdown later. So you guys get upstairs, Mort, and you put these pieces together. And Shulman begins scribbling and going through his notes. You know, making like a, a you know his charcoal copy of this thing that you've been doing. And there is, you know. A lot of excitement as he asks you, you know, where you got it and what the circumstances were. And he begins to scribble a lot of notes as you're kind of filling him in. Tell him it's not the possession of the goblins, you know, one of the, the goblin, I don't know, wizard? I don't think that that's the right phrase to use for him. Was wearing this stone as a helmet and seemed to have been wanting to use it to channel energy of something some way. It seems like he's kind of half listening to you because he just seems so so pumped about what you guys have found and he's kind of like uh-huh uh-huh and then he um uh Firth if you missed it you guys got your 20 silver shillings reward there so you can add that to your total um so yeah you and Shulman continue to um kind of go over this and eventually when you guys put the pieces together you realize that there is still a fragment missing a significant, you know, piece, you know, about the size of the other 
three big pieces that you guys have gotten. And when Shulman sees this, uh, his mood goes instantly from like really excited and pleased to like very angry and upset. Uh, and he starts kind of cursing and, you know, even like kicks the stone and like knocks some stuff off his desk, you know, kind of swearing like, uh, you know, a, a bit, a bit strange to you perhaps, but he seems really upset that you guys didn't find the last piece yet. And looks like his patience is starting to wear thin. And, uh, you know, much like the first time, you know, eventually he's like, just calm yourself. One, two, three. And he counts a little bit, kind of tidies himself back up and says, well, it looks like we're still missing a piece. I don't suppose you have any lead or ideas what the last piece could be. Because we're so damn close, too. I, I, I don't. I've, I've been racking my brain. Uh, not sure. Not sure. Hmm. Hmm. Well, perhaps sleeping on it will help. He seems a little uh, disappointed in that, but obviously seems to realize there's not a whole lot to do about it right now. So, uh, you know, he kind of agrees he's going to keep looking it over and studying it and see what happens, you know. And uh, I assume you rejoin the group when that's done? Yes. Okay. So, you guys continue your dinner, uh, perhaps a bit of a celebration. Some of the guards greet you guys and give you congratulations on uh, a job well done and killing some greenskins. And uh, it, it seems, you know, if not by the end of the evening, definitely the next day, a word of your exploits has gone through the town, especially through the guard when they hear that you guys uh, dealt with some green skins. And obviously they seem to believe you since they saw you guys fight the beast men. So a um, lot of excitement the next day um, when you guys, uh, when you guys get up, but does anyone have anything to discuss as you guys finish up your dinner that evening? All right. Um, no, not that I can think of off the top of my head here. Sorry, I was muted again. Just like I our do, next, I do, I guess, I... talk about our next moves, or you know what what we want to do next. I suppose. Okay. Could, uh, Firth, I'm uh, sorry. What were you going to say? Uh, I I do. Firth does want to ask Kessler at one point. Um, mm-hmm. If in his experience, it's common for like, because because. First impression is that there's a lot of bad stuff happening in this town or around it. Like, not only is there beastmen, but there's green skins and there's you know whatever. Um, is that is that normal, or does this seem like an, an amplified amount of bad? It's definitely peculiar. I mean, there's always something lurking in the dark in the Empire. Beastmen and greenskins aren't uncommon, even undead to some extent, but I would say no, in my professional opinion, all these things happening so close to one another as far as proximity and time, there's there's a lot going on here. Yeah. I have my suspicions about this stone. Yeah, me too. That's that's all I was asking, really. And Lavolpe, were you going to say anything? Plan the plan the next move. 
I think yeah, I mean, that's something we could talk about in the morning, I guess. But uh, Well, you guys have time now, uh, Kessler says, well, I suppose if we can't find any more leads on this stone, then our work here is done. We'll collect the doctor for that bounty, head back to uh, Gallows End, and then oh. see where we go next. There must be the, the last piece out here somewhere. I mean, once we collect all the pieces, I feel like it'll open something up or do something in those ruins. I feel like we've come this far. We might as well try to finish what we've started. I think what he's saying is if we don't find any more leads here, we'll have to look elsewhere. Well, what I'm saying is we can't stay here forever looking for this stone. There's plenty of other tasks we have to follow up on and other leads, other missions will be sent on. I mean, I, I ha- as I said, something doesn't sit right with me, but we can only stay here for so long. We've been fortunate we found these lead after lead, and some of these things have inadvertently led to something we should be dealing with anyway, but I think stumbling upon the Greenskins was luck. Did Shulman have any suggestions where we might find this final piece? No, he did not. I, I, I have suspicions that perhaps to the west and the south of those ruins we might find something. Because to the north and the east, there are notable locations. Perhaps there's two other locations we could check, but it would involve going out into out of the city to look for them. I thought you said north was the city. We didn't yeah. find any stones here. No, but it could perhaps be a sort of conduit for a larger ritual. Is um is Conferth here this? Yeah, you guys are all discussing it at dinner. Wouldn't the lightning striking the bell tower or something in this town? Uh it, in particular, um it was striking the Temple of Sigmar. Everybody make me an intuition test at plus twenty. Ooh. Uh, pass by I four. Pass by. Is anybody surprised to know that Firth fell? <laughs> Even though Firth is the one that just jogged everybody's memories. <laughs> yeah, I passed by five. By five? Yeah, because nice. I rolled a two. So, for those of you that passed, you do recall that. When you guys first got here, Matthias went to the temple and met Father Magnus for the first time. And when you guys went there the second time to deal with the necklace and had a chance to speak with him, he did mention having dreams of a group of of adventurers or a party like yourselves showing up. And he thought it was some sign of Sigmar. And... Um, the two of you in particular, you rolled so well. Oh, Kessler rolled a 1%, so apparently he rolled really well too. Um, The three of you also realize that ever since you've gotten here, every time you guys have had some of the stone and you guys have uh, been asleep near it, you've had all these weird dreams. And a lot of those dreams have seemed to have been coming true in one way or another. And Mort, being a celestial wizard, 
you do know, I mean, it's not really within your capabilities yet, so to speak, but you do know that celestial magic is known for like foresight and fortune telling and trying to read the future and things like that. Mm -hmm. All of this is starting to kind of come to your guys' minds and, and kind of come together. So perhaps if we sleep on it, we'll have a vision of where it is. Perhaps. Uh, no, I mean, well, that, that could be. The other thing is that, you know, Firth points out the lightning, and the lightning has been striking where these things were, and lightning has continually struck the Temple of Sigmar, and the priest has mentioned having dreams as well. And although he's attributing them as to, like, visions from Sigmar, you guys think that maybe it's something else. So it's possible the last piece of stone's in that temple somewhere. Could be. Or somewhere he nearby. Didn't know where it was. Yeah. Okay, well that's something to work with. Maybe we could check out the temple and perhaps the surrounding area tomorrow. Matthias agrees. Alright, it's a lead. We can check it out. First, like, yeah, did something right. <laughs> good good and, job, uh, Brian. Remember that from like who knows how many weeks ago. <laughs> so uh, eventually, you guys finish your meals and uh, eventually start heading to bed. Uh, Matthias is the first one to call it an evening, and uh, you know bids you guys all good night. And eventually, one by one, the rest of you go to sleep as well. Well, going off the the conversation we just had, I will sleep in the room next to the stones. Do you mean in the <laughs> same room with the stones, or yeah, like same, a... same room as as the stones? Yeah, I like well, that that's that's, Shul, that's Shulman's room. He's he doesn't like want you sleeping in his room. There's not really room either. Like oh, with the I stone, guess in that it takes case, up a lot of it takes up a lot of the, the floor space. I'll ask Shulman if he's had any strange dreams lately. He says yes. I've I've had many dreams. Uh, Ever ever since getting here in Stromdorf. Uh, ever since... Uh, are there any in particular that stand out to you as being particularly vivid or jarring? He says, well, when you've been at this as long as I have, uh, with someone as much talent as I have, then, uh, you know, I've had many dreams like this throughout my course of being a wizard. Nothing in particular... Nothing that really strikes me. Okay. Mort, give me an intuition test, please. Okay. Uh, pass by one? Yep, nothing uh, Nothing strikes you as odd about that. You're also okay. new to this whole foresight thing with the with magic, so, you know, it very well could affect people differently. I mean, you guys have all had different dreams, too, so... So, I know... Someone had a dream about like a bunch of green about an army, which I guess was the goblins. Who was that? Uh, that was the Green Devils. Okay, and then the Volpe. What was what was your dream? What was your dream, Mark? Do you remember yours? Yeah, mine was like a dude glowing with power, like flying through the air, like an archon. Yes, yes. Um, someone had a dream, which you guys realized was probably the troll. Now that you've encountered it, I I really don't ev- remember. Everybody dream. at this point has had two or three dreams. I don't recall everything, but yeah. um, the troll was another one. 
Okay. Okay. And then I, I think there was there. I think there was some stuff about the cemetery as well. So. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I had one about yet. the undead. What was yours, Mark? Mine was seeing like a figure oh, with power, yeah, like flying or something. Yeah. You know, perhaps that's that's the end result of uh, fighting all these pieces and summoning some super powerful deity or something that's going to wreck all of us. But that's yeah. you, Mort. That's what you can you become know, if you win. That's it's right. This wizard. This wizard. I don't trust this wizard. Per- perhaps that control. dream was of myself killing all the goblins. What's <laughs> <laughs> you when you get enough corruption points? That's right. One can only dream. <laughs> it'll be glorious so, something else we haven't done a lot of uh, you are able even after you use a fortune point if you like you can do what's called beseeching the dark gods you can gain an automatic corruption point to get another reroll so if things are ever truly desperate you can do that wow cool or if you just want to win the game really fast that's the best way to do it <laughs> sure can slow be very happy if you oh yeah yeah Yeah, don't do it when he's around though um (laughs) yeah but they described in the game like you don't necessarily go like oh chaos gods help me it's more like you know there's something in the back of your mind that's like hey i can help you out here and you're like oh yeah sure and like obviously over time it can become bad but so so, (laughs) uh eventually you guys call it a night and as you rest, if you're missing any wounds, you can make a endurance test to recover wounds. All right. <laughs> if you fail, you just get your toughness bonus back. Okay. I'm just tracking my days. How many, uh, is it a day's journey back and forth from the farm to here, so to speak? No, every, every time you guys rest has, has been a day. Okay. At this point. How many days do you have in your injury? 28. 28. Holy moly. Yeah, because he had like 30-something when he started. Yeah. How many How many have passed so far? I think it's been like three or four days. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, to no one's surprise, your sleep is once again racked by even more vivid dreams. Um, and it seems your assumptions about the stone may be correct. Firth, you have dreams of a large body of water, and you're unable to determine if it's an ocean or a river or a lake, Uh, but the water is rough and dark, and, uh, you know, as far as, you know, you're kind of a seaman-type class, it's, it's choppy, and it looks really dangerous. Mort... Your dream is filled with just this incredible storm of lightning and thunder and rain, even worse than everything you've seen thus far. And it's like you're caught in this storm, and when you look up, this torrential downpour is basically just drowning you. The water is filling up, and like you're standing out in the open, you're not like in a room or anything, but the whole like landscape is filling with water around you uh, to the point where it just completely submerges you. And and that's where your dream kind of comes to an end. Uh, La Volpe, you have dreams of massive strikes of lightning repeatedly 
uh, hitting something over and over. And eventually you, you can see that in your dream, it is striking what you're assuming is the missing piece of the stone. But you can't really tell where you, where it is. Everything else around is kind of black. Huh. And eventually you guys arise the next morning, ready to uh, to head out after you have a, a nice breakfast and probably, I assume, discuss your dreams. Yeah, I mean, I'll share what I dreamt, even though I can't make a whole lot of sense of it or glean too much from it. Firth, once uh, in the night, uh, the little girl wakes up uh, having a uh, complaining of having like a, a nightmare of uh, some sort of storm as well. Okay, so she has the same same dream as me, essentially, or similar one anyway. Yeah, it's it's more similar to to Mort's after you guys describe things, um, but she like she describes like dark clouds and big flashes of light is how she describes it. Okay, you know, obviously scary to her. So you guys have your breakfast, and do you take Jenny with you, Firth, when you guys leave? Yeah, she's like my baby Yoda. I'm like the Mandalorian now, dragging <laughs> my, my charger on. I'm not leaving her behind. All right. Fair enough. Well, as you guys make your way through the town, there are many more faces that seem to recognize you all and you get a lot of thanks and congratulations or even just people kind of whispering like it's them. Like they're the ones that did it. The town is saved and it is unlike anything any of you guys has experienced thus far after joining Kessler's retinue where it's usually looks of, of whispers of fear and terror and people getting out of the way and closing their doors and windows when they see you walk by. It's like you guys are like little movie stars almost at this point. It's a nice change of pace. And you guys can tell Matthias has never seemed to have countered anything like this and seems very out of his element with random strangers coming up and like thanking him. But eventually you get to the temple and as usual, a large strike of lightning hits one of the uh hits the big brass rod and goes down the side of the building and you guys enter where there is a a service going on that uh father magnus is preaching and uh you guys get the tail end of that you know maybe the last couple minutes every once in a while lightning striking the the roof and the rod on the side of the building eventually magnus when everything is finished makes his way over to you. Uh, and as usual, is boisterous and, and loud in his greeting. Ah, the heroes of Stromdorf! Back again! Good to see you again, More Father Magnus. First beastmen, then undead, and now greenskins, so you have regular old Sigmarites at this point. And a troll. Ah. <laughs> Well, well done indeed. Sigmar smiles upon you all, smiting all these foes left and right. Wish I'd been there to help. Well, we appreciate the thought. So, what brings you to Sigmar's door today? We are hoping if we could take a look around the temple. Uh, there we are suspecting there could be an, uh, an object of value here that could be causing the lightning to be attracted to this place. 
his eyebrows arch a little bit. Oh. Well, as you've been traveling around the lands around here, around Stromdorf, we've been coming across pieces of this large ancient stone that seems to be attracting the heavens and attracting the lightning. And everywhere we go, lightning follows. And we're close to completing the puzzle. But we believe the last piece may in fact be within your temple itself. As the lightning continues to strike the temple over and over again, follows the same pattern we've seen up to this point. So at first, Father Magnus, um, you know, he listens intently. When you start to speak of magic and things like that, you can see his expression turns a little bit dour. And when you start suggesting that there might be something in the temple here, um, his attitude definitely changes a little bit. And as this is happening, you can tell Matthias, you know, seems to notice that. And he finally speaks up. Father Magnus, with all due respect, my mage friend here speaks the truth. This, these pieces of these stones we have been finding seem to be channeling some sort of magical energy. And trust me, I've dealt with a lot of wizards in my day, and those of the Celestial College often speak of foresight and dreams. And while I have no doubt as to your dreams perhaps being portents from Sigmar, all the evidence we've gathered thus far seems to point that perhaps there could be something here. And, you know, that seems to soften the priest a little bit, perhaps coming from a fellow Sigmarite, and... Matthias then begins to explain a lot of your guys' theories and suggestions, especially after visiting the ruins and the directions of everything. And he says, you know, is, um, you know, basically explains everything to the, to the priest. And the priest actually points out, he says, well, um, you know, it's funny you bring some of that up, uh, I'm not sure what could be south in the foothills of the mountains, but the area you're describing to the west, that sounds like uh, the site where Stickhelm had his famous battle against the vampires, or against the undead, and slew the vampire. And Father Magnus continues to kind of elaborate on the story, which he seems to know a bit of, saying that Basically, that bend of the river is where they uh, they had fought the um, the undead, and Stickhelm supposedly took down the vampire leading the army, and there was a piece of stone that was ultimately made into his memorial stone. Uh, but when he died, it was then put in the Garden of Moor, and so he seems to think. He seems to think it could be the same piece that was found there years and years ago, and they dedicated it to Stickhelm and used it like as a celebration of their victory over the undead. And then when he died, it was used as his memorial stone, as his headstone. And, you know, to you guys, that seems to explain maybe if that is indeed the same one, then it would roughly be that same distance to the west from the center of the... uh uh, the te- or the the temple you guys found the ruins, and then the reason you guys found it in the cemetery is obviously it was moved there after he died. 
Um, and so when you guys discuss more and more of this, it seems more likely that, yes, perhaps there is something here uh, in the city, you know, most likely around or near the temple. And once him and Matthias discuss this a little bit, and you know, Matthias, you know, kind of tries to talk to him on a, you know, Sigmar to Sigmar terms, he seems to lighten up a bit and, you know, offers to kind of give you guys a tour. And he says, you know, I've never seen anything like that here. I mean, as I said before, I've been at this temple for a while. There's nothing like the stone you describe, but um, I don't mind showing you around. And Matthias turns to you, Mort. Do you think if it's here, you'd be able to find it or sense it? I'll try. All right. So the temple itself, while it is an impressive structure. It's nothing like, you know, some of the big temples in the big cities. It doesn't have tons and tons of rooms. You know, it's basically a, a church, you know, with maybe, you know, a couple other side rooms. And as you guys go down there, uh, Mort, eventually when you guys get to the area of the entrance to the crypt beneath the the temple, you do start to really sense uh, celestial magic in the air. And it is not long before when you guys make your way down into the crypt, you definitely feel something close by, basically at your guys' feet. I will make that known to the group. There's so here. You, I mean, you guys look and you're basically standing on, you know, more or less like dirt floor at this point. And, you know, Matthias brushes a little dirt to the side. Doesn't really seem to find anything. And uh, he looks up to Father Magnus and says, Father, would it be all right if we, for lack of a better term, dug here? I mean, no disrespect to the dead, but... If Mort says something's here, I believe him. And Father Magnus sits there for a long time with his arms crossed and, you know, his chin in one of his hands kind of thinking about this. And you can tell he he doesn't like the idea of doing anything down here, but after everything you guys have done and speaking to a Templar of Sigmar, uh, he kind of reluctantly agrees and he says, are you sure about this, wizard? Well, I believe this could be a key piece of putting an end to this never-ending storms that the city and surrounding area have been facing for, for so long. If you'd be so kind to give us your permission to help calm the, calm the skies. He seems to uh, accept your answer and kind of slowly nods his head in approval and says, very well, um, but only here. If you can find something, so be it, but I'm not going to let you tear the crypt apart. Understood. So, eventually you guys start to basically dig around a bit, whether you actually go get some tools or not, or you just kind of dig by hand for a little bit. Uh, It does not take long. You guys get maybe a foot deep and eventually you hit something and sure enough after clearing away some of the 
dirt and rocks and stone, mostly dirt, you guys find another piece of the stone. And as soon as the dirt is moved to the side, Mort, that magical glow to your magical senses is as bright as the others. And there it is. That's it. That's the last piece. Quickly, let's get out of the, out of the earth. Or So it takes a, a little bit longer to get it fully uncovered and show and, you know, revealed. But eventually you guys do have it and you're able to get it out of the ground. And while it's not as big as the other pieces, it is definitely bigger than the piece the goblin had on his head. And you have the final shard of the stone. And Father Magnus looks completely shocked, but also relieved that he let you guys sort of defile the crypt, uh, you know, for, for, you know, actually a reason. And he says, well, by Sigmar, I don't believe it. You were right. Well... This is the last piece we needed. Thank you for letting us dig. This has uh, been a great help. Well, it's time I to... hope this is uh, this is what you need. It's time for us to put the pieces together and perhaps put an end to all this. So you guys take the stone back to the uh, the stew pot, I assume. Yes. All right. Well, you bring it back, and uh, do you just take it right up to Shulman's room? With the other pieces, yeah. Okay. So you bring it up there, and when you knock on his door, he sounds very annoyed, you know, like, I'm fine, I don't need anything else. Uh, Obviously thinks you're the serving girl. And, you know, when you guys knock again, or, oh, geez, they never leave me alone. He opens the door, and his mood instantly changes when he uh, sees the stone. Uh, Is that what I think it is? You found the last piece? That's what you think it is. We got it. His eyes... Right here in town, too. It's the easiest one to get. His eyes light up, and he says, well, quickly, quickly, put, put it with the others. I do that. And sure enough, it makes roughly a complete circle. Obviously, little bits and pieces are missing, and the cracks uh, in it obscure a little bit of the engraving. But with it all together, it definitely makes a map of some sort. And he begins to scribble in his notepad and take, uh, you know, more of like his completing his... um his charcoal drawing. Mort, do you do anything in particular? Um, I attached the pieces together so that they all fit. Um, I'm messing with this piece right now and paint. Yeah, you can it, feel it. It, it, it goes like near a... the top, you know, it kind of sits like the top rightish side underneath the, um, the Beastman piece. Okay. But at, at... As you put it together, you can kind of feel this like thrum of energy as all the stones are reunited, and it for sure is is was meant to fit at the foot of this temple that you had been at the day before. Well, I think we know our next destination. Do you have a complete picture for us? Um, I'm trying, but it's paints being very strange. I don't know what it's doing. Oh, okay. 
I don't have layers I can Photoshop. So I, every time I try to move any piece, I have to manually like, you you know, try to pull the piece out by like <laughs> drawing on the outside. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly great. Oh, okay, gotcha. Last piece is being stupid. So at this point, um, Shulman is kind of muttering under his breath uh, about a few, you know, some stuff. Um, if anybody wants to give me a perception test at minus 20. I'll try. Ooh, I failed by a lot. Nope. Okay. Ooh, I failed by zero. That's the best flaw I've had all day. Did anybody want to use any fortune points or anything? Beseech the Dark Gods? Um, sure, I'll I'll use a fortune point. I haven't used my point yet and we're nearing the end of the day. So yeah, I'm not, not right. I'm going to spend it, I guess. You could also spend it to get plus one success. That well, won't be enough. I'll do that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Brian, you got it. I'll do that and succeed by one. Okay. You can hear him muttering uh, and you hear him you can't make out everything, but you do hear he says the term uh, the nexus. And then you also hear him say even more powerful than I imagined. Some of the things you hear him muttering, but he's definitely talking to like to himself and it doesn't even seem like he really notices that you guys are still standing here as he is like scribbling and trying to figure out this map. Can I get like Kester's attention be like you know, this guy's bad news. I don't trust this guy. Boat hook is ready. Uh, oh, now he's not a doctor. What do you? <laughs> what do you say to uh, to Kessler? Like just because he's not really paying attention to me anyway. I just kind of say I don't trust this guy. Why not? Put it plainly. Like, he's like, why not? What's wrong? I think he's too happy about this. I think he, he he wants it too badly. He's not even he's not even looking at us anymore. We're not even in this room with him. Uh, I mean, he he his eyes narrow and he he kind of nods to you, and um, eventually, uh, you know, he he kind of looks up and uh, he says, um, he says, Mort, I uh, um, I have uh. More notes downstairs. I think, uh, I think I have an idea what this map is for. Okay. He says, let, let me get the rest of my things. I think, I think I figured this out. I'm listening. All right. Gather your things. I'm interested to hear what you have to say. He says, right. And, uh, you hear him uh, as he leaves the room. He's shouting for the the servant girl, like, "Woman, where's my bag?" And you see him head downstairs. Uh, you do notice in his room there's like a lot of notes scribbled everywhere. Now that you guys have really a chance to kind of look at this place, it looks like he has put like scribblings and stuff all over the walls in here. Uh, you know, much like um, the Charlie meme. You know where he's got all the stuff on the wall, except there. You know, there's not there's not lines of string or stuff everywhere. But you could tell this is a guy that is just super involved in his work. Um. Oh, we got a cat. Uh. Do you guys look around at all, or just kind of wait for him to come back? Definitely looking around. 
Okay. Um, Mort, you can't, or I'm sorry, Firth, you can't read, so none of it makes any sense to you. It all looks like gibberish and scribbles, and some of it is obviously in, like, magical, you know, arcane writing or mm-hmm. elven elven uh, lettering. So, I mean, you recognize, like, oh, that that's elven script, perhaps, but, like, that's about as far as it goes for you. Um, so to you, it just looks like the scribblings of a lunatic. Mm-hmm. Chris, do you happen to have a full picture of this thing, or, or no? Um, is there a full picture? Let me see. I, I I can't get the pieces to fit with the rotation oh. tools available to me. Duh, I do have a. a you do piece. okay? Yeah, I'm like, this. there's got to be one. Um, now how do I show it to you guys? Is the question. Oh, here we go. Duh, I can just put it here. Boom, and then go. Shabam! Magic stone. Hey, there we go. Oh, you can actually see the cracks, too, so... Yeah. The Sigmar piece is the one on the right. Yeah, so you pretty much had it more or less the right yeah, the right. I way. just couldn't get the right, like, rotation to it. And I guess that little tiny piece in the middle is supposed to be the piece that was on his head. Okay. So. Interesting. Um, everybody give me an intuition test. Firth, you can have plus 20 on this. Uh, I fail by two. I pass by two. I succeed by uh, rolled intelligence. Hold on, hold on. What's my intuition score? Is uh, well, intuition is is initiative, yeah. not intelligence. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Get the thirteen. <laughs> Get the original. Yeah. Well, I mean. Your original role you can keep because it just it just compared against four. yeah. So I mean, I still succeed by four actually. Yeah, two percent difference doesn't matter. So, um, Firth, you're already suspicious of Shulman, and you are the first to realize that you know you're like I can't read most of this stuff, and you can see like Mort is pretty engrossed in everything because he can actually read what some of this stuff says or make you know make sense of it. And you're like, you know, I just realized, like, we've been staying here for a couple minutes, and this wizard isn't back. Yeah, he's not coming back. Mort, it dawns on you as well, but you're more like, man, it's really taking him a long time to get this bag. Firth, you're like, this guy's not coming back. What do you do? He's trying to beat us to us. Beat us to it. Yeah. I mean, the, the sh- did he take the shards with him? No, he did not. No, there's no way. You, you, it would take multiple people to lift all these. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I announced the room like that guy's not coming back. Like, well, we've been had. Like this guy's out. I assume you guys follow him or attempt to. Yes. Oh yeah. All right. Well, you all rush downstairs, and. When you get down there, Shulman is nowhere to be seen, and the uh, you can see the 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 serving girl looks a little startled at all the commotion. Is everything all right? Did Did you see Shulman leave? Yeah, he 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 took off. Looks like he was in a rush. Did you see what direction or where he went? Uh, he he rushed out the doors. I, I'm not sure. I'll go out the doors and see if there's like any 
in the town guard or, or walking around or the area or just talk to you know random citizens who may have seen you know a peculiar wizard running down the street okay well we will call it at that <laughs> bastard uh, oh, he was, was too excited about the plates <laughs> that was easy just like peace Oh, man. Well, uh, we will call it uh, an evening there, folks, as uh, Shulman has uh, just pulled one over on the party and has taken off. And we will be back next week to see what this wizard is up to. So thank you all once again for another episode of Dragon's Greed Gaming. And we will see you all next time. Nighty-night. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.